0: Greetings and welcome back to There Will Be Dungeons at therewillbedungeons.com. We play D&D here and we like to play it with you watching us or listening to us, otherwise participating in the fun. My name is Scott Johnson with Bo Schwartz, John Jagger, Kristen Ashton, Kyle Ferguson, and Baby Chunks are all here. We're gonna have a great time tonight. So sit back and enjoy. Before we get too far, time for Kristen oh, wait, to catch wait. us up. Oh, sorry, Bo. Before,
1: before we go, I got we got a message from, from our friends over at Phoenix Pearl Tea. Oh, what do you got? What do you got? Um we got a thing to let people know but of course i'm not ready with it so i just need a quick second yeah
0: all right you can take your time there you got
1: you do what you gotta to do to pull <laughs> exactly. that up. super professional yeah uh dragon engine intensely spicy smoked masala chai Ooh. is back in stock so oh. apparently that's a pretty popular one the dragon engine flavor that we ran out it was a so hot for seller those for those sure. folks that are ordering dragon engine mm-hmm back in. Yeah. So place your orders. Yeah. At phoenixpearlt.com. Yep. Get slash TWBD.
0: There. there you go. Uh go phoenixpearlt.com slash TWBD for all the There Will Be Dungeons branded teas, and they're all good, and you're gonna find something you're gonna like. So go check those out. Okay, now I'll toss it to Kristen. We'll catch us up on what happened last time on There Will Be Dungeons.
2: Last time on There Will Be Dungeons, the Barasaurus burst through the brush. Pharrell vaulted at the vile fire, blade blazingly bleeding the beast. Nash froze fur, frustrating it further, and accelerated an already ardent Pharrell as Stanley transformed into a terrifying and tenacious Tyrannosaur. He chunked the challenger with a crippling crunch. Wounded and worried, the Barasaurus took to a tree, awful offer a lasting liberty. Hope hurried in, nabbed its numbles, and yanked. Maimed and mauled, the barasaurus fell to the floor, perished, pancaking hope. Varel benched the body off his buddy, then commenced carving up the cadaver while the rest recuperated. But peace was petite as deer drew in. The hooved hoorayed the hunters for murdering a menace, then pursued provisions. Something seemed strange. It was Stanley who revealed the ruse. They were enchanted evil elves. Disguises damaged, they spun spells. Hope hasted in strangling one and struggling with another. Dilo also dared damage, silencing a second, but too few had found fight. Suggestion caused Hope and Omnom to scrounge like squirrels. A blast direly damaged all, but Nash and Stanley banded together and blew them to bits. Nash launched lethal lightning that bounced from brute to brute. Stanley then sought to sear them, but Dilo gave up his gambit, boxed Hope in a bubble and flew into the forest. Immediately, a Stanley spell split the remaining rivals and he soared to the skies as an eagle, eyeing where Hope was hurried. Hope had been carried into a cave cut into the cordillera. The group gained ground and gained the entrance. They came upon a room of radiant rot. Nash being Nash, pondered the peculiarities, no one posed, and mouthed a mushroom. Luckily not lethal, his gab glowed, dazzling those that dared descry. Now rejoin our heroes as they discover the D'Lo deception! Who has collected in the cavern? What do they want? And when will our adventurers abstain from allowing additions to their adventures? Stay tuned for today's adventure within the sacred halls and green walls of Oh, All
0: right, Bo,
1: the bucket is in your yard. It is indeed. I'll try try to use it for the right thing. Okay. Um, So, (laughs) welcome.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I said bucket in your yard, but it'll work.
1: Below the treetops of the great boreal forest within the Elhandar space station, two lizard folk and a half-elf peer into a crack in a mountainside. As Nash Maggard of the Solar Mines a hooded abomination of a man mouth agape with light pouring out into the cave begins walking through the crevasse between the mountains and leading into a cave. The forest behind you is crisp and cool, morning air. Wind gently brushes the leaves. The forest is both still alive with the noise of wildlife. The sun uh, rises and climbs above the mountainside and shines down atop your foreheads, just cutting over the mountain's edge. Ashmaggard, you proceed into the cave. Head back, light pouring out in front, but you can still see that your eyes are down low like Looking around inside the cave, you see mushrooms of different kinds refracting and glowing off the light that's pouring in from your mouth. You see blue mushrooms and turquoise mushrooms, aquamarine mushrooms, orange mushrooms, yellow mushrooms, green moss and brown stems with weird bulbs atop it that sort of dangle like this of their own volition, recoiling from the light as you cast it upon it. Now, Scott. It's me. Your character, Nash, sees before you amongst the mushrooms a cliff that rises up five feet to a higher ledge and a cave moving deeper along. To your left, there appears to be a side passage in the same room allowing for a hill up to the ledge above. You could choose to climb, you could choose to walk to proceed, or you could choose to pick the mushrooms and stay a while. But before we get into what you're doing, let's remember what we were doing from last week. You came to the forest to hunt the Berosaurus as a form of bonding and sport, a way to get away from it all. As you slew the Berosaurus, deer approached... Speaking to you and befriending you, thanking thanking you for your service to the forest. But it turns out they were agents in disguise and elves appeared as mages, attacking all of you. You slew the mages, but before you could do so, one of the elves placed Hope in a bubble with a weird wand device that had a detonator taped to it, like a button device. He tossed it to Dylenoria, the young applicant for apprenticeship with stanley who took the ball and the wand and ran with superhuman speed into this crevasse you've been chasing uh hope to this location and hopes to rescue her the story is yours is everyone just
0: behind me
3: yeah
0: just behind me, right? Like I'm just like sort of just ahead of you, kind of thing.
3: Yep. Okay. We're sending you ahead.
0: And Bo, you said I see a, uh, what do you call it? A crevasse, like a like a hole somewhere?
1: It's a ca- it's a cave, but like between the mountain sides, it's a cave that leads down. But it looks like a like a split in the mountainside as it goes into the underground.
0: Okay, I'll convey that to everybody and 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 say uh, do we want to go in and as I do so it's just, I want to go in do you want to go in and the light just goes because my mouth opens with like light brah, brah, right in everybody's face
3: <laughs> yes Nash scout the cave please make sure it's clear
0: are you coming with me
3: we're behind you
0: alright stay close
1: and I'll head into the cave. Okay. Any particular instructions or which way you're going?
0: Um, I'm looking at it's still the roll twenty layout. Mm-hmm. Current. Okay.
1: Should be. Um, looking. Right you here. guys are in the cave. You'll see. You move to the north where the mushrooms begin.
0: I'm gonna move here.
1: Sorry. What did you want? How did you want to move in? Not where did you want to move?
0: Oh. <clears throat> what do you mean in terms of order?
1: Well, are you just walking in haphazardly? or Are you doing anything while you move in? Um, I would. Do you, have move a, do you have a direction?
0: I would move stealthily, and I want to move to the west here,
1: t- toward this, uh, this. Okay, so you want to sneak in? Or are you going to close your mouth while you sneak, or are you going to leave it open? Um, I'm going to do like this.
0: So you have to look at the camera to see this. I'm going to go like this. I'm going to go. Huh. Okay. So I'm just gonna shoot like a to shoot the the light down, yeah like a little Tactically? flashlight okay Almost like someone's holding the flashlight, but you know low I don't want it to be up in like in anything's face, I just want to kind of make sure right. I can
1: move make a stealth roll, but you get a minus five modifier because it's difficult to keep the light under your control in a way you've never done before, damn, okay unless you're prefer- are you skilled at stealth uh I am you'd not. You have the box filled in on your character sheet like I next am not, to the circle.
0: I, I have it, but I, I'm not. Well, what am I?
1: Yeah, everyone has yeah, it. Yeah, I'm a but plus one, trained, so, so minus no, one. No, no. You, so you're trained in it. You see, there's a little notch next to your list, and yeah. some of them are filled and some of them are not. Yeah. That means it's a skill you've received training in that, you, that you're learned in. So if, if you have a, a black dot there, it means you have. You get a proficiency bonus uh, yeah, for it. I do, I do so, not get
0: proficiency for stealth.
1: Yeah, you're not trained in stealth. So even if you were good at it, it would be like natural good. and would not be as good as a trained right. Kind of weapon, right? So, yeah, minus five. In so addition, I have a, I have a plus
0: one, so effectively a minus four. Let me see what we get. Yeah. Okay, so that's uh, that'd be a 13.
1: Okay, so you attempt to keep the light under control, but little flickers get out here and there as the angles are bad. You have difficulty controlling it. You're not very confident that you've remained in stealth, uh, even though you were quietly moving uh, to the left passage that ramps up to the ledge atop it. Okay. You move there without a vent. All right. Um,
0: Okay. I'm going to also, I want to see this place in here. I want to go in here. Hold on. There we go. See where I'm marking?
4: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: I want to go in there, and I want to still do that as stealthily as I
1: can. Again, with my lip light. Okay. Well, you have a look in the crevasse. It's uh, to the side, to the left. There's a little cave opening, naturally formed. Looks like a, maybe something made its lair there a long time ago. But there's nothing of interest aside from these black mushrooms that are growing on the side, along the side of the wall. Like these half mushrooms that sort of jut out. Mm-hmm. That uh, that are on the wall. Okay. You know, Does- some orange like lichen like substance to the right of it as well
0: do my uh, do my uh sorry my nostrils emit any light or just my uh mouth? yeah they do oh I'll, i'm gonna close my mouth and just use nostril light because that's already naturally pointing down and giving okay, me an ambient.
1: perfect light. there's two little like headlight lights on the yeah. ground in front of you yep um okay <laughs> excuse me so now let's see
0: I just I don't know if I should yell at them to say we're clear so far or not. So well, let me think about that for a second.
1: Um, Yelling. Um,
4: seems, like the thief a <laughs> seems like a bad idea. <laughs> I will
1: uh, now attempt to move stealthily to here. Okay. You can maintain your role for that as you move up the hill. And as you approach the upper ledge in this cave room, you see that there are two very large blue mushrooms in this room and um, like big enough to be you know like a patio table, how you'd have an umbrella like they're that big, like you could take a nap under it. Uh, You notice around these particular mushrooms they glow a little bit and the light seems to to absorb the light even from your nose as you sort of lift a nostril to sort of just touch it with it it reacts to it and shudders a bit and little spores fill the air There are all kinds of mushrooms underneath it as well. Looks almost like a comfortable bed of mushrooms. Both to the left and right, the place is packed with and these innumerable species of mushrooms. Are
0: these blue ones as big as I think they are? Like
1: they're yeah, they're twenty feet. That's twenty feet there. Okay, it's a, each square is five by five feet, so that's a twenty foot uh, diameter <laughs> uh, mushroom head. All right, I'm going to go
0: just a little bit further, right here. Okay. And I want to make sure I
1: don't see anything dangerous, because it will be at this point that I'll... As sca- you step forward to that part of the cave, just stepping in a little bit, you notice the ground underneath where there are green patches. It's, just, it's very mossy, and your foot sinks in about two or three inches into the ground. Oof. It's comfortable, and you're not restrained. It's just soft ground. where you, Previously, you had stone, rock. You, you notice that the moss is extremely thick.
0: Okay. Um I'm not sinking,
1: right? No, okay. it's just the, there's lots of give in the ground. Okay. Um, there's like a crunch. There's like a, so you know, that satisfying wet, like, you know, when you step, I didn't quite do it right. You know, like when you step on really wet grass, it's super thick. Like,
0: Oh, I know what you mean, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah I do like that. You sort of have that feeling, but it's moss, not okay. grass. Okay. It's like stepping on sponges.
0: Well, I mean, Stanley wants me to really scope the whole joint out, so I guess I'll keep going.
1: Um, I mean, you can do, you have various checks that you can do, right? Yeah. If you can just meet, keep moving through it, but let me know if you want me, to do You know some what? G- other uh, given the,
0: the gushy ground, I would like to do uh, a survival check or something to that effect.
1: Okay, like well, nature, so, so you don't describe to me that I want to do a check. Describe to me what you want to do. All right, here's we'll what I want to do. Does
0: it. Here's what I want to do. I want to see if... I want to try to see if there's anything around me or near me, including what I'm standing on, that represents a, th- a threat to me right now. Like, if I keep going, on okay. you know...
1: So you're looking for enemies? Enemies. Uh, like, movement? Like, a, so that would be a perception check. Perception? Please. Okay. Yeah.
0: Can do... Oh, whoops, didn't do my modifier. Hold on. So that would be a 14.
1: Okay, so you quiet your mind a bit and quiet your movement of your body so you can hear sounds. You don't hear much. You just hear this sort of... Of like drops, moisture, condensation in this very dank cave. Um, It's otherwise deathly quiet. You don't see any sudden movements in the shadows or anything like that to suggest there's a a predator around stalking you. The one thing you do happen to notice with your little bits of light is that the scratching on the walls on either side of the cave entrance that sort of dragged on their way in. You see them where the cliff is as if whatever that thing was that created the the abrasion along the rock walls on either side crawled up the cliff and moved deeper into the cave. Like
0: upward to the, the ceiling of the cave?
1: Well, no, upward to the north and then down the passage. You oh, see there's a oh, passage okay. to the right there uh, to the east of, on this map that um, past these long phallic-looking mushrooms that are silver and black.
0: Those penisy-looking ones up in the corner there? Yeah. Okay. I guess you said phallic. I didn't have to say
1: penisy. That's okay. They're synonyms. That's cool. <laughs> All
0: right. Um I'm also
1: just a little worried
0: about the the variation of of fauna in here or flora rather and I don't want mm. to find out that something in here is like a spore that's going to spit at me. So, I'm going to be
1: concerned about that. Certainly your estimation and cataloging all of these if that's something you would even do, uh it's going to take you some time. Could be weeks. All right, we're not doing that. Um I'm going to move all the way in here. And certainly your friend has been stolen and you suspect into this cave. So there's some urgency with keeping up with them, perhaps. All right. Anything new? And now that I've moved here, you move deeper into the cave, sure to not disturb the mushrooms and look around. And apart from some shuddering and some definitely some spores or, you know, that that those little flakes that hang in the air in these kinds of places, you know? Yeah. Where your light shines, you see, like, that there's definitely material in the air.
0: All right. <clears throat> Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to carefully come over here to this edge. And then I'm going to put on the underwear uh, floater. And I'm going right. to float but down. It's in your
1: DNA. It's always on. Yeah, it's always on. <laughs> That's your secret. I'm <laughs> always underwear. And I'm going to come
0: back down to the group. From that cliff up there. I assume that overlook right there can just drops down to where yep, I was before.
1: Sure, because you have floating, you can float down the cliffs you go <laughs> right
4: <laughs>
1: well, I don't I do too fast. And i will come over here and say, Uh the cave
0: seems fine. There's a lot of mushrooms and stuff. I didn't touch anything, so I don't know, it's a little squishy at the top, but it's not bad. Uh there's unexplored space to the east. But we could all move up
5: so that I'm not too deep in there on my own in this uh, loop that Nash performed how careful was he and to our eyes um, <clears throat> he, was, he was actually quite careful uh, he was
1: earnest and his caring um, it was strange watching him with the lights coming out of his nostrils shine everything and he definitely was not stealthy with the light although he okay. tried his best
5: Cool, And he made it by this particularly brainish one without yeah. incident?
1: Mm-hmm. He walked by without incident.
5: Cool. All right. Well, that's all the information I need. I would proceed forward and climb up the small cliff edge. Perfect. All right. So
1: you begin making your way into the
5: cave, climbing up the cliff edge. Uh,
1: make an athletics roll, please. Twenty-one. all right you clamber on up uh, easily Omnom follows you shortly uh, shortly behind you as your second uh, gets a natural 20 takes one hand vaults up top five feet and hops up top and makes no comment about clearly doing it better than you and then um, <laughs> and you both make it to the top Omnom stops and looks around and says we should proceed with caution
4: I fear... I fear ruse.
5: Sorry, we're just warming up, folks. I don't know if I nailed that or not.
4: I was <laughs> <It's Kyle's laughs> laughing
5: to me. I was like, uh-oh. No, no, no it, was, it was more... I, I didn't know if he was being stealthy or not. Because it's Omnom talking.
1: So uh, he not, ma- he, he's matching your... Um, he's matching you, essentially. So okay. if you were stealthy, he was stealthy.
3: Okay. Alright, Stanley's gonna move up. And... Rather than do the climb... He's going to do just a little run and try and do a little parkour jump, kick off the wall, and land up on the top.
1: Okay. Uh, Acrobatics roll, please. Sorry. Acrobatics. Roll, roll, roll.
3: Uh, That's a 15.
1: Okay. You make it up with that event. As you described. All right, now that you're atop in this higher room, you see the plethora of mushrooms throughout the room, all various kinds, all pretty harmless looking, lots of different colors. You see a passage to the right uh, near some particularly phallic-looking mushrooms. The rest of the room seems untouched, except for the obvious markings along the wall where something dragged uh, from the entrance of the cave up the cliff and to the right where you're
5: heading cool i would take the lead at this point and navigate into this area but being cautious of these often described phallic mushrooms
1: okay perfect (laughs) uh and so are you proceeding with stealth or, or, or are you proceeding quickly and just being careful while moving quickly
5: careful while moving quickly
1: okay so uh and what events would cause you to stop
5: Talking lights of a uh, unnatural nature, uh, flying orb with hope in it.
1: Very good. So you begin proceeding briskly this time, no longer delaying for the investigation of the mushrooms, having felt enough that it's safe enough to continue on. So the pace picks up. You you rush down the cavern, turning to a right and run into a room uh, that's filled, even large room that's filled with mushrooms. And as you walk into this room, you notice amidst the mushrooms, the room has two sort of levels. It has like a lower level and a higher level to the back of the room, the opposite of where you entered. And the top that cliff, you see Dylenoria standing. And I'm just going to reveal something of the map here for everyone. So I just need a moment, please. Uh, I should not have gotten rid of his thing. So on, I got to find an elf token. Oh, my God it's the little things that get you
3: (laughs) friggin elves I've
1: got all my other stuff I don't have an elf alright one sec sorry guys I can't reveal the map
4: without this Uh,
1: uh, uh, uh. okay perfect come on buddy Okay. Uh, I realize it doesn't make great podcasting, but I am just going to do this here and reveal the room to you. All right. Do you guys see the larger expanded room? So Varel, you rush briskly into the room, into the cavern room, and you see Dylanoria standing atop the cliff. Um, He's standing atop the cliff. Kind of motionless, but kind of ready, as if expecting you in the dark. And he has his hand up with the wand in it, and he has hope in this floating blue sphere. And hope's kind of sitting, like um, with her knees up to her chest, kind of because you can't really stand upright in the sphere, so she's sitting uh, in the sphere, and she's floating inside, with sort of and, and sitting very calm. So hope, you're now a part of the scene again, but you can't hear anything outside of the sphere. Okay. <laughs>
5: I would like Um, to, if possible, my hand, my hands are at my side as I'm walking because I got no items. mm -hmm. I will enter into the room, but at my back, I would like to do a swirly motion. So my hand goes behind me and kind of like does a couple circles in view of my companions.
1: Okay. And what are you communicating to them?
5: Well, that's for them to interpret. Uh, got it. <laughs> okay, but that is what I'll do, and I'll—I re- will proceed after making this motion briskly into the center of the room.
1: Okay, perfect. All right, sorry, I'm just—I'm still cleaning up just the last little bit of map things. Okay, I'm back here now. All right, so you make—I didn't see the gesture you made. That's why I was asking because I was fiddling with map stuff. Gotcha. So uh, so Stanley and Nash Are you holding back Or are you continuing along with Pharrell
0: Uh, I would I would follow some distance behind him But I would follow
3: I'd move in But I'd be moving Maybe Maybe around this way Fanning out a little bit
0: Flanking if you will Yeah Flankage Okay,
1: perfect. All right, so let's get back to the description. All right, so you enter into this this larger cavernous space. This place is filled with even more mushrooms just everywhere on the ceiling, on the floor. There's lots of open space where there's just cave but you're struck by just how many mushrooms and how much fungus is just growing in this entire room. In particular, there are these large green pieces of fungus that have these large claws in them that are green and yellow that sprout throughout the room. They look like plant life, but they look menacingly like actual dragon claws or claws of some beast that are larger. Atop a higher cliff stands Dylenoria, and he holds the wand up to the sphere that holds hope. And he looks down upon you as you enter and he says, You took your sweet time.
5: I did no such thing. You ran magically fast.
1: Sorry, I'm collecting notes for a second. I think I had a thing here, but. All right. Okay, perfect. All right, so Dylan Oriel is standing atop the cliff He hears your comment And then he turns immediately to Stanley and he says Still trying Still trying to keep up Are you Valero Nath?
3: I think I've done a fine enough job So far
1: Well, I knew it wasn't going to be easy separating you from your friend. But I urge you, for the sake of friendship and our history together, Stanley, let me take this one.
3: And why exactly would I let you do that?
4: Hmm. Well,
1: as I'm sure you're aware, I'm no apprentice. And it just so happens she has something I need. So, I didn't expect you to dispatch those pathetic elves so quickly. But here we are. I need hope. And for what I need her for, she... She won't survive But I ask you this, Stanley What would really be missing If she left And how many times Is she going to Turn her back On her friends In order to gain the Favor Of some Vampire Or even now, I'm sure there's a story to tell about this arm she has on her.
3: You seem to know me pretty well. You seem to know us pretty well. As a matter of fact, you even seem to be after Hope, who I don't think even she knew was going to wind up here, which is puzzling. So who are you? What's the history?
1: So many questions, Valier. So little intelligence. It's a good thing you're handsome.
3: Look, you want hope. I'll tell you what. I can give it to you. And I'm gonna cast dispel magic on the bubble holding hope. Okay.
1: Perfect. Let's uh get out the thing. You're immediately gonna cast dispel magic. Alright. So, tell me what the requirements are for you to spell it, including the
3: cast time, please. Okay, so I'm casting it at third level. It's an action. Uh, It is any spell of third level or lower automatically ends. For each spell of fourth level or higher on the target, there has to be an ability check that I roll using my spell casting ability. And the DC equals ten plus the spell's level.
1: Okay, perfect.
3: So if it was a fifth level spell, the DC would be 15 that I'd have to beat.
1: Okay, but you've got to make the roll, is that right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Make the roll then, please. Uh, Yeah, you'll have to make a roll. It's not...
3: Roll good. Okay, plus my spellcasting modifier. That's an 18.
1: Okay. You successfully cast dispel magic upon the sphere, and it has no effect. Oh shit. Dillonoria looks at you and goes Stanley, so rude. Come now. Let us talk.
3: What exactly are you hoping to talk about? I'll move a little closer.
1: Ah, ah, ah. You weren't moving stealthy. Not to step closer, Stanley. Sorry, he says,
3: Valir. You're in the middle of mocking me. Go ahead. What is it you want?
1: Hmm. Next to says. Hope is not my first plan, Stanley. She's a means to an end. But I might be interested. Oh, wait a second. I missed an important part. As you take a step forward, and he says, ah, 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 and you do, do your dispel magic, he in turn flicks a little switch on the wand. And hope, uh, you are inside this sphere. And You see these grains of sand begin to descend from the ceiling of the sphere, and then they go boop, 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 and they pop into spheres <whistles> big white spheres with little panels of green, and you guys can see this too, and they fill up your the ball that you're in like you're in a lottery ball machine, like all these little balls. <whistles> And you can tell immediately they're the empathy grenades, and he's filled the sphere with empathy grenades. And (laughs) Dylenoria...
4: Damn
1: it! looks to the party and he says, There are enough empathy grenades in this sphere to render hope catatonic for the rest of her life. Not dead. Just nothing. So the next time that you or any of your companions, your heroes of the wastes that you like to call yourselves, decide to try anything else, hope becomes a vegetable. And he thumbs the finger on the detonator.
5: So your threat is that you destroy hope for your own means, or you destroy hope.
1: For what I need hope for, I don't need her to be herself. I just need her
5: body Then the same thing would happen Your threats are empty and useless
1: Ah, uh, but your friend will be forever gone
5: She'll be forever gone if you take her You have now presented us two options that are the same And I... you are a liar And have never told the truth in
3: our presence
5: So we savage. have no reason to listen to you
1: Do You let the savage speak for you, Stanley
3: He's doing a pretty good job. You haven't exactly expressed a point that uh, is getting you out of here. You've told us we can act and lose hope or we cannot act and lose hope.
1: I didn't expect to get caught, but here you are on my heels.
3: So let's tell a
5: little bit of truth then for a moment. We here, judging by the scratches on the walls, are in the Barasaurus cave, yes? Which you had us empty out for this very occasion.
1: No, the Barasaurus was just an excuse to get you here.
5: Get us here? So you had us fight a Barasaurus so we could enter a cave for another reason when you could have told us that adventure was in this very cave and we could have come here with you in the first place. The cave was not... You being in the cave was not part of the plan. It's such a beautiful cave, though.
1: Those miserable elves, they die too quickly.
5: Ah... And are there more companions of yours in this room? Hmm. Perhaps I posing as trumps or small spiders.
1: I have not called on my companions in a very long time.
5: Ah, I see. So we advance the plot to another hurdle. Your companions. Are any of these companions called masters?
1: I call no one master.
5: Good! Excellent, now we're getting somewhere, Stanley.
1: I need hope to complete my return, Valir.
3: Mm-hmm. Well let me tell you what I think's gonna happen here. You're telling me we move forward, you kill hope. We let you go, you kill hope. Here's what I know. You try anything, we kill you. If you want an exit out of here, you're going to have to let her go.
1: Oh, brave words. And then you hear the sound of applause echo throughout the cave. Brave, brave words, Valir. How you have grown these past months. His face becomes more menacing. I'll tell you what's going to happen. You're going to let me leave with hope. Or you're all
5: going to die. That's what I know. I propose a different strategy. You enter a mushroom-eating contest versus Nash Maggard of the Solar Mines. The winner takes hope.
1: I can't believe you haven't found better allies by
5: now, Valir. You
1: really are as pathetic as I remember.
5: I just thought since you wanted to waste time, we would come up with a better task for you than standing on top a small pile of rocks. There's one other option here for you, Valir. I'm being ignored.
1: (laughs) If you would do to shut your savage pet up a moment, while the esteemed races speak, return yourself to me, Stanley, and I shall let hope go.
3: Ah, there it is. Dime tallies. Hmm. Taking over somebody else, I see.
1: A satisfying smile creeps along the face of Dilidoria in an unnatural way that looks both menacing and just crazy. Just like (sighs) his face changes shape and it's weird. He says, there it is. That must be the human part of your brain. It's like having half a brain and half a cabbage in there, isn't it?
3: (laughs) I can't say I'm surprised. I've had us suspecting you since the moment you arrived. It must be killing you, being trapped inside a different body. What's the matter with this one? Why do you want mine back so badly?
4: Hmm.
1: There's something different about you, Nath there's something different about your birth and your organism that I've not been able to find in another. But most of all, Stanley, I just prefer it. You're a handsome man. I need a handsome body. So here is the offer. I will let your miserable betraying friend live as I won't need her for the little limb she picked up. Your friends can have her back, and you give me your body, but this time, no sharing, Stanley. I'm going to fold you into the smallest piece of consciousness I can and lock you away, and I will inhabit your body for as long as I wish, and when I am done with it, I will return it to you.
3: Yeah, well, last time you tried by force and you only managed half the time.
1: (laughs) Last time was different. I've grown in
3: power since last we spoke. Yeah, well, so have I. You might be surprised.
4: Hmm.
1: I've advanced our goal, my goal that we shared together. The principal aided me. I'm almost there, Stanley. I just need to return to the Feywild with hope or with you and my reconstruction will be complete.
3: You want to go back to the Feywild, I'm more than happy to send you there.
1: I warn you, Stanley, I'm not the fledgling you once knew. So, there's your offer. Salvation for you, or salvation for your evil friend. Don't worry, I'll take care of that object of ultimate evil attached to her body and ensure it is enshrined deep in the Feywild, underneath a root in Earth, where no evil or good god will get it. In a way, we're saving creation, Stanley... Make your choice. And he thumbs the finger. Uh, and uh, can I get headphones off for a bit? We're going to go to Hope just to check in with her, see if she's up to anything while you guys are parlaying. All right, Hope. So you haven't been able to hear the dialogue that's going on, but you can see it. You can do a bit of lip reading. You get a, might not get all the revelations, but you are floating in a bubble full of empathy grenades atop a cliff, with Dillonoria pointing his wand to you. The party is down below speaking to him from down below. He at one point Stanley stepped forward but was stopped and tried to cast a spell of some kind but nothing occurred from it. Is there anything that you're going to try to strategize and do here?
2: Um can so I have two questions. So would the if Hope tries to use the hand to see if it can scratch through the bubble. Would that do anything?
1: Like, not as part of an ability, but part of what it can do? Like, does it have a description on it that makes you feel like that could be something it could do?
2: Uh, she'll just try scratching at the ground, basically, of the bubble to see if it, it catches on anything, can rip through it.
1: Yeah, the, the bubble seems impervious to any kind of affectation from the external world that you can tell. Scratching on it certainly doesn't do anything at this juncture.
2: Okay, and then looking at the empathy grenades, do they look like they could be um, decommissioned?
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, they're, those are mechanical devices. They're not, they're not they're not magical. So you, in theory, could, as someone with some engineering background, uh, you probably could look at the grenade and try to start disarming them. you are not familiar with them, so there'd be some learning involved. It's not something you could do because they look like computery devices. But it's possible. If you can find the fuse, you can disarm it.
2: Cool. Uh hope we'll start trying to disarm one.
1: Okay. Let's do a um do you have a vehicle repair check? Let's do that. Or vehicle engineering. As you're figuring out. Let's do a knowledge check on engineering 17 okay you pick one up uh, really quickly and in spite of the fanciness of the empathy grenade you do see as you sort of pry open a panel with your, your thick your, your sharp tiefling nails you sort of look and you see there's wiring in there and just like cars or anything else you could see three wires attached to a chipboard that lead to a light and a switch uh, one is green one is red and one is white Okay. So and if you'd you like to further insight into which wire you might need to disconnect, you'll have to do another engineering check right. uh, or Income knowledge ch- history check.
2: 13.
1: Mm, you're not sure. You can eliminate the green wire, it's either the red or the white wire. The green wire you see sort of feeds. Uh, it's feeding LED information to a screen that's on the uh, on the uh, grenade.
2: Okay, so you said it's either the green wire or the white no,
1: wire. No, either the red no. or the white wire.
2: Either red you, or the white, sorry. You sorry. eliminated
1: the green wire.
2: <laughs> eliminated the green, so it's either the red or the white. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, uh, with Hope's necklace. She's going to try and turn into a stone <clears throat> creature.
1: Oh. The necklace. I forgot about the necklace. So the necklace is a shape-shifting necklace, right? Infinite yes. appearances. Casting spell does not require components or concentration. Exturation exists at 24 hours. Perfect. So you basically have it will alter self. So you're going to turn into which, sorry?
2: A stone creature. I don't want uh, fleshy bits.
1: Okay. Are you going to try to um expand in size or are you going to try to maintain your size? I remember maintain. this is a, this is appearance so I don't know that your actual flesh will change to stone.
2: Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I guess that Alter would be self, the first, uh, then.
1: Alter self changes your appearance, but uh, it's magical and if if people scrutinize they can see the veneer. You don't actually become the thing you change into. It's a change of appearance to hide your demonic forms. I believe that's how Alter Self works. We can double check that now. Imagine yeah. That
2: no, no. It's, uh, basic shape.
4: Alter Self.
1: Transmutation.
2: Yeah, none of you your sh- statistics change.
1: Oh, no. Okay, hang on. Uh, change Appearance. You decide what you look like, including your height. Uh, you can make yourself pure. No, this actually changes your shape. Sorry, it is shape-changing. I made a mistake. I was thinking of something else. So, yes, alter Self does actually change, but... So you wanted to change into a stone person.
2: Yes, because she's never seen the Empathy Grenades, but I think with this much knowledge, she could tell it's some sort of explosive device.
1: I think you've got to name a creature that exists. So, like... It- we can't do, like, you know, Greendale human being. <laughs> uh, you know, so if you're just, like, a stone person, but do you know of a stone race uh, that you would change into? You know what I mean? Like You'd have to...
2: Oh, that's you me a, You'd
1: have <laughs> to give me a creature. It says, You decide what you look like. Height, weight, facial features, sound of your voice, hairline, coloration. You make yourself appear as a member of another race. There's, you also can't appear as a creature of different size than you, and your basic shape stays the same your actions change your appearance this way yeah so I'm just like I get what you're trying to say you want to turn into some kind of golemy dude but yeah you can only you're still a biological life form is what is I'm thinking here so yeah if you can think of a race that has stone skin <laughs> I can't think of one uh, off the top of my head
2: I'm going through the races real <laughs> right here. just to see you never know there are birds and goliaths and everything so
1: I keep in mind the empathy grenades really um, uh, they're not uh, they're explosive but they're real power you've seen them flash before they don't really let out shrapnel or anything like that they they affect the ears and eyes and there's probably there's other science to it you don't quite understand so if you're looking for something defensive against the empathy grenades you probably want to
2: a warforged
1: you're going to change into a warforged have you seen a war forged before
2: Oh, I have to have seen it.
1: Hope, yeah, to, to you because you haven't seen a War before. It would be like imagining, you know, I'm going to turn into a mecha okay. or something. Like, uh-huh. you yeah, know,
2: it's okay. That's fair. Yeah.
1: yeah, you have to you have to know it exists, even if you read about it in a book or something. But War is not, uh, it's not, <sighs> it's not not an Earth thing.
2: All right. Uh, well, getting ready. Hope's. You've gonna seen a
1: Tungan before. Tungan. <laughs> Not what you had in mind. Eh? <laughs> had.
2: Uh, let's see. Um, well, she'll take a deep breath. She will close her eyes, and she will pull the white wire.
1: Uh, as a little suggestion for you, if you can turn. Oh, you have to keep the same size. Never mind. So, like a suggestion. Okay, you're gonna pull which one? Sorry.
2: The white one. Eyes shut.
1: Eyes shut. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, make an engineering roll, please. If you have any inspiration, it would be a good time to use it.
2: Thank you for the reminder. It was the same roll,
1: so it's going to be a 10. It's going to be a 10. Okay. Uh, You pull the wire, and the grenade goes off. And it snaps. uh, Flashing you um, with light. Make a constant... No, sorry. Make a... Make a... Wisdom saving throw, please. 18. Okay. Uh, It flashes in your vicinity. You are now blinded. Okay. You remain unaffected by the effects of the grenade, however. But you are blinded from the flash in there. Uh, The one grenade goes off, and it doesn't set the other grenades off, necessarily. So the grenade, but the device is spent. So it powers down. All right. We're going to get everyone. Uh, you're uh, kind of blinded. Yeah.
2: Did that help me devise if the red one's the correct one to pull then? Or
1: Yeah. The white was clearly the wrong one.
2: Okay. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you.
1: Yes. You've learned this much. All right. But you're blinded and disoriented and we're going to get headphones back on now. As the conversation continues, <laughs> uh, if you were perhaps paying attention, perhaps not, um, Hope did attempt, as you can see, she was very subtle about it. So all you've seen was this flash emerge from the sphere, and then Hope kind of just was like and leans over and uh, from what you can tell she might have tried to disarm one of the bombs and failed and then empathized herself in the sphere (laughs) it just flashed and went off (laughs) and the whole because it's a sphere that's translucent the whole room flashes with the light of the effects (laughs) and uh, Delinoria looks over and goes wouldn't be hope if she wasn't struggling I assure you, there's plenty more empathy grenades in there. It will take her a long time to disarm them all.
3: Well, it seems to me we're both standing here feeling very confident in our newfound powers, Talis, So, why don't we skip the formalities? If you want my body back, you're going to have to once again take it by force. But why don't we leave the friends out of it, and you try and go one-on-one against me and we'll see who's actually gotten stronger.
1: Oh! Persuasion roll, please.
3: Uh 30-20. A
1: dirty 20. Delonoria crosses his arms. And as he crosses his arms, the detonator just stays floating in the air next to him.
4: I accept.
1: And then he just looks at you menacingly with determination. Rules of
3: engagement. You, me... You pit your will against my own magic right here. Magic and weapons allowed. But my friends are not to be harmed. And your friends will honor the Accord? I'll look to my friends and allies and say... Let me handle this. You can observe but do not help me fight Dian Talis.
0: I will immediately go up to a higher vantage point to watch the fight.
5: <laughs> Good luck, Stanley. Dian Talis, I'll beat you up in Stanley's body if you win. <laughs> That's not the arrangement. You'll be in Stanley. He'll be gone, and I'm free to kick you in the groin. Repeatedly. That is not how civilized races do
1: it. Stanley, explain how a duel works to your minion.
3: Look, I told you I would duel honorably. What happens after is beyond my control if you win,
1: right? What happens after is not beyond your control. They are your companions.
5: Their word is their bond. He was going to be shoved into a tiny, 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 tiny box, I believe, where his will has no, uh, no use. That is what will come
1: to pass, should I win.
5: And then I will kick your butt in Stanley's body. (laughs) Stanley, this is unacceptable. If oh, we, yeah, I sure would th- hate to upset Stanley, who no longer exists, should this go wrongly. <laughs> and I start walking away to take a seat in the upper area by Nash. <laughs> but what do I know? As it echoes down the cab, I'm just just—I'm <laughs> just some savage. I'll be over here savagely.
1: Uh, and Omnom follows behind you and he says, their scalings are strange. You cannot scale after a scaling. Should you have one scaling? A subsequent
5: scaling is acceptable, but he says no to this. Is this how elves are? Yes, they are weak. And this one has a long history.
1: Um, Omnom just stands at your side, watches on. Stanley. Should I win? You will give yourself to me.
3: Should you win, I have no doubt you can take your prize.
1: You have my assurances that hope will be returned to your companions so long as they behave civilized, yes?
3: I think you're smart enough to find a way to make sure that happens. So Delonoria begins "Mm, this
1: body mm, so powerful. Mm, He kicks the punches. This one's trained in martial arts, Stanley. But I think I'm going to fight my way. And then he floats up into the air and floats down to the ground before you. And lands softly so that he makes no sound. And then he takes his hand up And then he grabs a hilt out of thin air and pulls a rapier from nothing. And he's kind of matching you and almost mocking you, in that he takes, like, the rapier, puts a hand behind his back, and points it at you.
5: What if I'm lying, Diane Talis? Like you lied this morning? That sure would be a shame if someone were to lie about an arrangement.
1: If you want to kill me, if I win, you'll have to kill Stanley, too.
5: Maybe I'll fight during the duel, because that's what a liar would do.
1: Stanley, I trust you've learned some teleportation magic before coming. I've
5: hated you since the day you (laughs) killed for a sandwich.
3: I have.
1: then he then let's get to it and he, he walks to the center of this area here and i'm going to put Dillonoria down here he floats down varel and nash you guys sitting in in the in the, in the spectator seats up here now i'm floating still I move
3: here to face him
1: all right that sounds like a good place to start so he just walks uh you know it's Dillonoria, he's blonde haired he has this, the black uh, f- know, he's wearing canvas shirt and canvas pants um, no longer has the rucksack he brought uh, as part of his big camping gear thing and he has the rapier and he just looks like this elf he has his hand, one hand behind his back and one sword out and when um, he says whenever you're ready Stanley
3: all right Stanley All. Megaphone in one hand. Pull out diplomacy with the other. You know I'm going to win. Dying Talons. Hmm. This isn't going to be a repeat of last time.
1: And show me what you've learned.
3: And he stands there waiting still. And I will open with polymorph and turn myself into a giant
1: oh we have to roll initiative there's no surprise oh, right, round in it because you're both there so if you're ready to get going let's roll initiative and let's do we're it. not going to roll right now we're going to roll when we get back because it's a good time to take a break before we get in a dramatic fight so break time when we come back Stanley Billings versus Diane Diantiles the headline match of the year that's Woo! right come on back everybody
0: uh here in a few minutes. We're all gonna go pee. You should pee too.
5: Watchers and listeners.
0: Yeah, we should all pee. I'm Every, peeing right now. Everybody go much. pee. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you about nah, five, six, seven minutes, something like that. And then we'll see you guys back in a minute. We'll be right back. Mm,
1: getting geared up. <laughs> okay. I like that a lot. What's the me, mama, me, mama, mo? mo? What's that from? Oh, mama, me mama, mo. It's like warm ups, it's like acting warm ups. Yeah, but
0: there's some. There's some Kirk oh, Simpsons know. or what something. There's mean? something that where they do that. And it's really
1: funny, and I can't think of what it is. Right. Know, they just always do that for acting class. You do your Or something like that. And I'm not doing it right. I'm terrible at that stuff.
0: Uh, All right. I think we're ready. Let's uh, bring it back. We're doing uh, the second half of today's adventure. Bo, back to you.
1: Roll for initiative. Stanley only, please.
3: 18.
1: Okay. Perfect. All right. Dillonoria dressed in his, uh, you know, adventuring canvas pants and shirt with rapier out and one hand behind has his turn before yours and simply waits
3: there for you to go your turn all right let's uh let's polymorph into a giant ape
1: okay <laughs> what's the dc please and skill? Uh,
3: there's no there's no me into a giant ape there's no dc oh you're transforming yourself into a giant ape Yep. Okay. A giant ape, uh, which I believe is my action, so I don't think I get to attack on the same turn. Um, How tall does your ape stand? About 10 feet? Very large? It's a huge beast.
1: All right, so you you immediately transform. Your body just uh, changes shape into a giant ape. Do you have an ape noise for me?
3: It just... All and right, is that a big roar? That Transform to a
1: giant ape and Dillonoria without looking with a single face betraying any fear, just his eyes move up and follows as you move larger into giant ape form. I will be fetching a token for you, uh, so that you have your giant ape token. You said he was huge, right? Yeah, huge. Uh, there's huge. the giant ape at the ready yeah. because we use that a
3: lot. Look at that ape. That thing is huge. huge. I'm just going to leave a the guy there.
1: Come on, giant ape. Go into the table. Did it work? I don't see him. I don't see an ape. Uh, I've got one of these problems where everything's highlighted, so it's not working right, and I can't unhighlight everything. All right. Giant ape, please go to the table. There we go.
3: See
1: hey, him? there's a giant ape. Oh, yeah, there <laughs> he is. Oh, geez. Okay. Okay. Transform into a giant ape before Dilonoria. It's now uh, anything else you want to do with your turn. Now that you're a giant ape, did, did you want to do uh, a turn into a giant ape? Because I think your actions are limited in ape form.
3: Yeah, no, just giant ape. And I think the action was casting the spell, so I don't think the ape can do anything this turn.
1: I okay, perfect. Dilonoria stands there, rapier one thrusted out, one hand behind the back, and waits. Your turn.
3: "Quote Scott Pilgrim, you cocky cock. I'm gonna punch him. <laughs> I'll punch okay. him twice with a multi attack. Okay, perfect.
1: Hit him. Uh, Give me your attack see. rules. You, I imagine you're rushing up to him as well, right? Uh, I don't have to. It's got a ten foot range. Okay, so you're just gonna you swap. You know, you just like a cat swap. so you're just doing like a cat swap. What?
3: Uh, that's going to be a That's going to be a 21 to hit on the first attack. Okay. And that's going to be an 18 to hit on the second attack.
1: 18 to hit on the second attack. Can you roll me the damage dice for the first one, please? Sure.
4: 22 points of
3: damage on the first punch
1: okay uh, so it's a hit and you clobbered Dylannoria completely like so with the first attack so we're not going to use your second attack or its roll the first attack you punch so hard poof, that Dylanoria's Nor- body is it your right hand or your left hand uh, right toe and is it overhand is it right or left which direction are you punching in
3: I figure he would just be enraged at him just being arrogant and would just swing his fist like in a, a okay, downward punch right hand a diagonal okay. down punch.
1: Yeah. Got it. Yes. Yeah. So with the right hand, you swing out so violently that you hit the side of the elf in the elf and his rapier, he loses the grip of his rapier in the elf and the rapier go flying <laughs> across the room. Um, he hits this green thing and his body slumps to the ground. The rapier flies into an unseen corner of moss. And when you look, as you hit him and his body goes flying, um, it separates from... Hang on. I just got to find my thing here. Where is he? There he is. Where is he? Thank you. Layers are kind of annoying. Okay. Um, as you punch him... And you'll see the token represents this. As you punch him, Dylanoria's body goes flying. But standing in his place is a tall, elf-like man that you haven't seen since the Wastes where you first found him. Blue and energy-laden, like a ghost. His eyes large and close together, almost alien-like. But a man, some alien man. As you punch Dylanoria's body and he goes... And hits hits a thing, slumps to the ground, rapier goes flying into some some mushrooms, and Dyanoonoria stands there with his arm out, handless or weaponless, except it's not Dyonoria. It's Dain Dallas. It's still your turn.
3: Um, so he's in front of me. mm mm-hmm. I can't see him. I don't know. If- oh, did I move him to the lair? He's a
1: green he's a blue token now.
3: Can everybody see him? Just not me? Oh, I, he just popped out of me. Where oh, okay.
1: Maybe there's some weird glitch going on.
3: Yeah, let me reload. Um. Anyway, if his body's still there, that other multi-attack hit would be going for him.
1: Okay. W- w- uh, would you make a roll, please?
3: Uh. Yeah, we can go with the one that I, I originally rolled, which was an okay. 18 to hit.
1: Yeah, and he nimbly steps aside uh, of it. Missing. Oh, jeez. Uh, okay.
3: Uh, That's it for my turn. Okay.
1: Diantalis looks to Dilinoria And he looks back at you and he says, Another poor fool brought to the slaughter by the heroes of the Wastes. Now it's time for a real weapon. And he extends his hand out. And from his hand, a tree branch grows in two directions, up and down. And it starts bursting in this withered thing. And a second tree branch emerges and begins coiling around the first tree branch as a long staff emerges. Then, at the top of this ethereal staff, this ethereal wood, a large ghost like blade bending down into a scythe shape forms. And it's about twice the size of him. And it's ethereal. And he stands up and he says, he looks to me and he says, they told tales of me on old earth. They called me the Grim Reaper. And it's time to reap some souls. And he extends back the scythe and he swings it whoosh through your ape body. Uh,
3: 22? Yeah, that'll hit.
1: Okay. And and it's large and it cuts in a 30-foot arc in front of you with this long um this long sort of area of effect in front of you. And uh let's see here, just get my dice for this. Alright, you take uh 12 necrotic damage, and I need you to make a wisdom saving throw, please.
3: Okay. Uh, just to be sure, is this a charm effect? Because I have advantage on it. If not, not a charm,
1: charm effect. effect. It's okay. a, it's a yeah, necrotic It's a necrotic. It's a necromancer
3: effect. It's oh,
1: not, not going to be any of these things. There's, there's no status associated with it.
3: I didn't use ape stats, but that's fine. I wouldn't have passed anyway. It's an ape.
1: Okay. You, Stanley, and your ape form suffer a permanent minus one to strength and a dexterity.
3: Jesus.
1: And as the scythe swings through you, he brings it back again for another slice in the opposite direction. It's a 12. This time you're able to resist it, but the scythe swings through you for a third time as you bring it back again for 23. That'll hit. He deals 15 points of necrotic damage.
3: Okay, and another wisdom saving throw? Yes, please. That's a six.
1: All right. So you now have minus two to strength, minus two to dexterity. He swings through you once, whoo, swings through you again, whoo, long, deliberate. And each time he goes, hey, 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 and he slices through your ape form,
4: whoosh, whoosh,
1: whoosh, whoosh! culling you from existence. It is your turn. Good boy. Uh,
3: all right. Well, I'm still a mad, angry giant ape creature, so we're trying to hit him two more times. Okay. Uh, the top one is going to be a twenty-eight to hit.
1: Twenty-eight to hit.
3: Okay. Well, I don't know. I d- the minus one to strength probably adjusts the modifier, but I don't. Yeah. Know what's what's your ape strength right now? 23, but minus two, so it would be
1: 21. What's uh, sorry, what's the plus on 23? I think it's plus six. Uh, yes, it's still plus six at 22 and 21. Okay, at 20, it'll change to five. Let's say I'm not 100% sure on that, but let's just say that. Okay, no, that makes sense. So you rolled a 28 for the attack roll.
3: Uh, I rolled a 19 for an attack roll.
1: Okay, it's a miss. Uh, he, he sidesteps it nimbly.
3: Uh, it was 19 plus 6, though. Oh, 19
1: plus he's 6. He still missed. All right, it's a hit. Uh, you... Yeah, uh, let me just check something real quick here. Yeah, you go to hit him with your fist, and you strike the ghostly form, and it passes through harmlessly. And Diantalus' eyes grow glow in delight. Oh, crap. Okay.
3: Uh... All right, well... That will be it then. <laughs> the other roll right. for the attack was not as good. It was a 19 yes. hit.
1: And Diantalus' face grows more intense. And he says, yes, succumb to your master. <sighs> and he scythes again. That's a miss. Uh, 18's a hit? Yeah. I think, yeah. All it's, right, it's a hit. Ape has 12 AC. Oh, yeah, 12. And there you go. Uh so 12, uh, 18 points of damage, necrotic. And one m- Oh, and you have to do your saving throw. Sorry. Uh, yes. Four. <laughs> okay, you have minus three to strengthen dex. And uh, last roll for him. 20, so that's a hit on this guy. Uh, 12 plus... 17. And I'll need you to make another
3: saving throw, please. Okay. Come on, let's do a decent saving throw. There we go. That's a natural 20 for a 21. Okay, so the first one goes in, hits you. The second one,
1: you nimbly dodge it. The third one, like by jumping over it, the third one, jump over that one too. And your ape's yeah, just jumping around like crazy, not trying to get him by this crazy sight. As he whoosh, 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 whisks you. And he says, Come, Stanley. This can't be all you've got. And it's your turn.
3: All right. Uh, realizing that physical attacks aren't going to cut it against this guy, uh, I will release the ape form and revert back to I think that's a just free is a free action to do that, I think, probably. Yeah, it's just concentration, so I just assume he breaks concentration.
1: Okay, so you jump over a couple of size Swings, and then as you're landing in the air, you land
3: back into elf form, half elf form. Uh, yes, and then I'm going to cast a Destructive Wave at the fifth level mm-hmm. to try and blast him with Radiant Damage.
1: Oh, it's Radiant so Damage?
3: A Constitution 17 save.
4: Okay. Uh,
1: it's a fail. Sweet. Oh, okay. wait a second. But now it's a pass.
3: Crap! <laughs> I'm freaking dying Talos. Uh, mm-hmm. All right. The roll is so, a failure,
1: but... um, Well, he has other... He has, I don't know if I'm supposed to communicate this stuff because it's boss stuff, but he has legendary resistances, so...
4: Nil. Okay,
3: so... He still takes half damage, so okay. Uh, the first half of the damage is 22 thunder damage, so half to 11 thunder. Okay. The second half of the damage is the radiant, which is 14.
1: Okay. Okay, perfect. So can you describe how this struck? Does it also hit your teammates? What's the range on this thing?
3: Uh, It's 30 feet in an area, and I choose the targets.
1: Okay, perfect. So they're safe. All right, so describe the destructive wave, please.
3: So Stanley reverts from the ape, comes down into a person still holding his rapier and megaphone, and just brings it down. Yells kaboom, and... A wave shoots out with beams of light passing through, all of them aimed directly at Diantalis. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> all right. And it has the effect of, of, of hurting him. So the thunder at first uh, sort of reverberates his 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 form as you see it sort of disperse a bit. And he recoils back, finally hit for the first time. Ugh, and then the radiant damage, he goes, Yeah. And and the light just sort of it appears like burning across like his, his arm as he lifts it up and his body as you see these sears going. Like,
4: oh.
1: What else would you like to do with your turn?
3: Um. Then Stanley will say, "Cause maybe I don't know, maybe the magic weapon will work." So I'll say parlay and send diplomacy to go attempt an attack. Okay. Now that I'm getting into melee, I think I should probably put the negative modifier on there.
4: Mm hmm, mm hmm, mm
3: hmm. It's three. And it was strength, was the other one? Strength and dex.
1: And uh, strength and dex, yeah. Let me give you your dude back.
3: So that is a sixteen to hit with diplomacy. Okay,
1: perfect. Uh, he sidesteps the the sword. You you know, commanded out. It goes to strike him, and he just sidesteps it easily, as if he was you know, as if he knew it was coming all along, and it was just nothing to him.
3: Okay, sword sails past him. That's it.
1: Okay. He looks to you in your in your human form, and he smiles, and he says, "You have no idea the." Power you're meddling with. And he swings again at you. Whoosh. Uh what's the bonus to hit? Sorry. Notes everywhere. Notes everywhere, everyone. Seventeen, not a hit for you, right?
3: Uh it wouldn't have and, been, and but form. it is right. now. Uh
1: oh, because your decks is
3: low? My AC is lowering with my dex, so All right.
1: it hits. hit. Uh a 16 necrotic damage, please.
3: And the save. 23.
1: Okay, so you suffer oh, you pass that and you suffer the 19 necrotic. Sorry, 16 necrotic, that's what I said. Alright, second swing is definitely a miss. Third swing is also misses. This time you nimbly jump around. You get clipped with the first one, then another swing comes in whoosh and another one. Whoosh. He's just relentlessly. Nine swings now. Just sweep in the air. And as he sweeps it, it moves through the mushrooms and doesn't affect them at all. Whoosh whoosh whoosh. Uh, the intensity in his face grows and he begins cackling.
3: <laughs> Your turn. Uh, That detonator, is it still floating up where he was standing? It is. Alright, so Stanley is quickly realizing he is actually outclassed here. And so, for his turn, he's going to say... You definitely weren't kidding. But let me show you something I learned from you. And I will cast Dimension Door to appear at the detonator. Okay. And take it, and then shout Lemon Tree once I appear there.
1: Okay, wait a sec. So, just so I understand, you're you're making a dimension door, poking your hand through to grab the detonator and pull it back. No, to you?
3: I'm appearing full on up by hope. Where okay, is. is. you're
1: walking to where the detonator is. Okay,
3: so I don't remember where exactly that is, but up here somewhere, right? Uh huh. Map so, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, it's just, it's just, yeah. So, okay, so you cast Dimension Door that allows you to teleport there. So you immediately disappear and reappear next to Hope. And then, so that's your action to cast that spell. Mm-hmm. So you're going to use a free action to just reach out and click the button while it's in the air, that kind of thing.
3: Or pick it up. Yeah. I mean, do I have any understanding of how it works? I, I would assume it was going to be. There's
1: a wand and there's a detonator, and you do not know how the thing works.
3: Okay, I would guess the detonator blows up the bomb, so I would not push the button.
1: Yeah, because I use the word detonator. I use that because <laughs> that's what it looks like. It literally looks like a, a like a joystick with a click, click, click on the top. So it definitely looks like a detonator. Um, it's taped with black electrical tape to the wand.
3: But then I would shout out to the, the team. I mean, I got the megaphone in my hand. I just lift it up. All right. Lemon tree.
1: Okay, so you're not going to push the detonator button.
3: Not going to push the detonator button. Okay.
1: Okay. An important decision that I can't tell you the outcome of either way. (laughs) seems risky. But, you know, your character is a cautious character, so he might look at something like that and think twice. But I'm not discouraging you as a DM from doing it if you just really want to push that button.
3: I mean, I always want to push a button, but it seems like a bad idea. Hmm. So
1: you teleport up top and you take your megaphone and go lemon tree that's so I got that part mm-hmm all right and Nash Varel so you see that Stanley has been hit several he he lost the fight as a nape. he got into human form he got clipped again he jumped around and then appeared up top near the detonator and he yells at lemon tree what do you do
0: uh, do we have an order we have to do anything in you want to st- I'm, I'm, I'm just
1: asking you. Describe a situation. I want to know what Nash your reaction is. Do you know, do you stay sitting there as a watcher, or do you do lemon tree?
0: My no, I do lemon tree. This is the team okay. rule, so I will.
1: Yeah, I'll be ready to roll. I want to make all right. Roll for initiative, okay. Varel. Cheating for a cheater. Okay, perfect. Roll for initiative two, and Omnom will follow suit. Seeing you begin to mobilize. Sixteen for Nash. <clears throat> Okay. 11. 11 for Varel. All right. And I got s- nine for Omnom. Now, Hope, let's get a roll from you two, just in case. You won't have a turn, but you are a participant in this combat. So let's make sure we have a spot for you if you ever get free. 25. Uh,
2: 25.
1: 25 for Hope. It's great to have high decks. All right. Um, perfect. So, Stanley, you're in, it's your turn in the turn order at the moment. You have used an action in your free action.
3: Uh, I will use whatever bonus action opportunity time I have to see if I can figure out how this stupid one works.
1: Okay. Um,
3: just look at yeah. it see if there's,
1: you don't, you don't have time for that because a bonus action okay. you can only use if you have a specific thing that says a bonus action. Otherwise you okay. can't just use it.
3: Then yeah. that's what I'm preparing to do.
1: Perfect. All right. Uh, Nash, you're up next.
0: Okay, I'm going to immediately cast Biggin on uh, Varel. Uh, I will enlarge him at second levels. Only place I can do it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm going to cast, and I assume Varel uh, willing.
5: <laughs> Wait. Uh, during the fight, did Stanley land a physical attack on Dian Talus? ghost man
1: he did and it did nothing okay oh that's right
0: you're so we, gonna be. we
5: might want to get you spell casting rather than yeah in the the guy who's gonna hit them with things
0: i wasn't thinking because you're gonna be all physical
5: well i've got flame sword so maybe i'm okay but
1: all he gets is an extra d4 for the flame sword i'm pretty sure like that's the benefit ultimately Right. Mm. And you know, it's, you're dealing with a man sized ghost. We're not dealing with giant monsters. So the size. It doesn't seem like a good situation for a big one. Okay. Also, it's a small cave. So your head will be up on the ceiling. All right. It's, it's a cool image for sure. Instead. um,
0: Yeah, instead, I'm just going to go dragon. I'm going dragon. Going dragon, y'all. Okay. You're going dragon. Okay. Yeah, full dragon. Look out! Here's the dragon. Here's and the dragon thing for you. I had a sound thing, and I can't find it. I
1: don't think that's the right dragon, though. Hang on. You're an adult <laughs> dragon. I am a. Uh, where is it? Hold on. Adult
0: black dragon. I was gonna play the thing. Black dragon. There, I'm that. Yep. Okay. Right, cool. And um, well, here we go.
1: We'll give you control the... of it there
0: okay so that's (laughs) all
1: right. so you enlarge yourself or you shape change into a dragon uh, inside the cave your head hits the ceiling your wings have difficulty finding place to move but there's enough room for you to maneuver in there you're now a dragon okay and I don't seem to have control of it
0: am I supposed to have control of it
1: Dian Talos looks to you and he goes
0: should I have control of that dragon piece
1: or no? Uh, you should. Sorry, I d- may have not done that. Um, not that
0: it matters this turn, because that's all I can really do for this turn.
1: I guess I have movement. It says controlled by... Okay. Stupid thing. I'll get it to you in a second.
0: There that's you go. It's okay. No problem. It. Um, it's yours. There right, we go. All right, so I'm going to um, fly. Or as
1: best I can fly.
0: Can you tell me what this is, real quick? Right there?
1: That's Dying Talos.
0: And this is the body of Dingleberry?
1: That's the body of Dillonoria. Okay. Sorry, um, I'll label them. I'm, gonna I'm working up. on labels now.
0: I'm going to scooch up to right there. Give a little bit of cover
1: for Varel at the moment. Okay. And that's uh, that's on Varel's spot. Oh, it is? Unless you're, yeah, you can't really fly above him. Um, go. Oh, there's none of that. Uh, you can't walk stand there. There's there's a mushroom in the way. I guess I'll stay there.
3: <laughs> wedged in, dragon. <laughs>
1: I'll just stay so, like, there. I'll I may have to draw polygons to show you where it's like you can move maneuver in there. Maybe it's difficult terrain, like to move around this. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So you can enter those areas uh, a little bit, but it's difficult terrain. So you use twice the movement to go through there.
0: All right. I'll I'll hold there for now. Okay. Perfect.
1: Uh, That brings us to Varel. Nash has changed into dragon form to your right.
5: All right. I'm in tree and I'll run around the side and engage with Diantalus upon using my advanced barbarian speed Mm -hmm. to end up between me and uh, between him and Stanley. So Stanley can do whatever he's doing. Okay
1: perfect you can move there any action or bonus actions
5: i will bonus action enter my rage which unleashes the three damage flames which would touch the orb that hope is in if that has any effect
1: uh okay so you're using a flame burst sorry yes yes okay um perfect so you're gonna flame burst die talus for three Anyone else affected in the area? I don't think so except for Hope and it does no effect on the the sphere. Cool. Okay. Perfect. I'll mark his three. Okay. What else would you like to do?
5: I will attack Diantalis with the flamey sword but not recklessly because I don't want to give him advantage on his three attacks. Okay. It's all attacks against me that have advantage not just the first one. Make your attack roll, please. All right, first attack is flying out, and it's gonna be a twenty-five. That's a hit. Let's hook him up. Gonna hook him up with math time.
1: (laughs) Math time. Thirteen. It's Thanksgiving weekend. Math is not as good for us on these twenty-one. Twenty-one. Oh my god. Okay, so you hit him for twenty-one points of damage. The flame sword pierces him, burning his uh, ethereal flesh, leaving a scar, but the scar quickly closes over. Uh, You can't tell if really this is damaging or not, but it appears to be painful as you sear uh, his chest with that. Your next attack. Alright. Nat 20!
5: Alright, that's a natural 20, so roll your double damage dice, please. Excellent. I'm also a barbarian and I have brutal critical. Mm Mm-hmm and it happens? Rarely. Hang on.
1: Uh, You (laughs) re-roll ones, I believe, right? With Brutal Critical?
5: Uh, You can roll one additional weapon damage dice when determining Uh, extra damage.
1: Okay, so roll double damage dice plus another dice.
5: Okay. Does that mean... So if I roll 3d6 for my flame sword, am I rolling... 66?
1: 66 and then for double and then 76. Like, it's... One plus another weapon It's
5: damage. just one of the... So if I was rolling 2d12, I would only get roll one D- more D- d12. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's how okay. I read that one.
4: Yeah. yeah.
5: Okay, cool.
1: So seventy six sounds like your, your roll there.
5: So we're at 27... 32... Plus... The rage damage. 32. 37. 40 flat. 40 flat? So 40 fire damage. Okay,
1: perfect. You do 40 fire damage. Okay, so this is a significant blow as you do 40 fire damage. Uh, All right. Perfect. Okay, so you swing out again with your sword, and you just catch him off. As he maneuvers around with the scythe swinging, he gets hit with one. You know, he takes it. This one here, you find an opening that's perfect, and you draw the sword, swinging in between arms where scythe is, in this dance of, you know, weaponry, and you just cut across sort of his chest and face, and create this big crevice in his body as it, and like blue energy just goes as it flies out, and you slice through, and then it seals over again, and he looks at you with great contempt at this point, and he says,
5: "Savage." cheater
1: alright um, anything else can do with your turn
5: that is everything
1: alright it's Omnom's turn and Omnom runs forward with bare hands no weapons and attempts to grapple uh, Diantalus as he lunges for him and oh Jesus well it's good that it happened I guess on your NPC I, mean, I rolled a critical one for Omnom so he flies through uh and as he as he runs from his this point, he flies through and he's about to jump on top of you, Varel. You'll need to make a dexterity saving throw to avoid being knocked prone by your teammate.
3: <laughs> Om-Nom right. is Worf. He's exactly Worf. <laughs> <laughs> I got an eight.
1: Omnom lands on top of you, knocking you
3: prone. <laughs> after that,
1: sweetie, <laughs> he, he just he doesn't even say anything. He just rushes for Dian Talus, not understanding ghost uh, science. And he runs into Dianttalius and lands on top of you, knocking you both prone on top of each other and he He has large eyes, he is filled with shame at this point anger and you can feel his body agitated as he's like on he's on top of you like his body he has one hand on either side he's just on top of you and his lizard folk face is trying to get around your lizard folk face <laughs> as you guys are on top of each other. Okay, uh, Hope uh, you're up but you're in the bubble so there's not much you can do in there um, unless you have an idea I would hear you out
2: Diffuse more bombs
1: okay um, so you know how to do it now so you're going to continue diffusing bombs can you make an engineering check for me please twenty one okay, so you, you've just fused three more of the bomb three more of the grenades in there for a total of four, which one was detonated as you try to work through your blindness and work through it you 're not quite sure how many are left though, but it still you f- feels like you 're you know in a lottery ball container, so there's a lot left to go you 're nowhere near done okay um, Diantalis' turn. So Dain looks around. He look, you know, he, he's this is all in fluid motion. He swings out, he swings out, he gets hit. He steps back, and he immediately reacts in panic and fear. And he, he, he the scythe, he leaves the scythe hanging in the air, and he leaves his arms out, and he takes his arms low, and he goes stira! and he lifts up his arms, Whoosh! and immediately the ground comes alive with vines. As you hear rumbling in the ground below, and then vines. Poof! are busting through the earth at the feet of all of you including you Nash I know you're not in the ground but the roots come firing out from the ground underneath you attempting to grapple all of you but Stanley and Hope so Omnom Omnom Varel and Stanley need to make strength checks please
3: wait I thought you said not
1: Stanley. Sorry, Nash, Pharrell, and Omnom need to make strength, che- strength, strength checks. Strength saving throws. Oh my god, I can't speak today. Strength saving throws, please. Uh,
0: 16 for Nash.
5: All right. 17 for Pharrell.
1: Okay. Sorry, I'm just getting my... Alright. The spell text. Uh, what did I
5: do with it? No.
1: Alright, here we go. Perfect. Okay, so you, and I'll do one for Omnom as well. Nope. You are all restrained by these uh, and entangled by these roots as they climb up and they wrap around your leg and your arms and they begin rooting you to the ground, including you, uh, Dragon Nash. (laughs) The, 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 The vines reach up from the ground, circle around your body and pull you to the ground and you can't move as you're strained. Uh, So Varel, Omnom, everyone here is restrained. I'm going to mark that. You are stapled to the spot you are on on the map, so do not move your token, please. Um, Restrained. Okay, perfect. Now, uh, as he restrains everyone, uh, Stanley, Dientalus turns to look at you, and now that you're above on the cliffside, and he says principle is more powerful than you could ever know and i'm the only one who can defeat him fools and he begins marching towards you and he flo- he floats up uh into the air and he floats at your eye level and he pays like no mind to to the rest of the party uh entangled currently is your turn stanley all right
4: uh
3: I'm trying to remember, would I have seen him use the bubble on Hope? I don't think so. I was in the middle of a fight, right? You
1: were in the middle of the fight, but um, basically, I think I described it in the combat. Uh, one of the other mages clicked it on somehow. I say clicked it on, but you know, cast a spell on Hope, tossed the device to Delonoria, and he ran off with it.
3: So I don't... I didn't see what happened to create the bubble, though.
1: Yeah, you're unclear if it's the wand or the detonator that produces the bubble. Although, with your knowledge of magic, you might assume the wand was the magic item.
3: <laughs> okay, uh, it's a bit of a gambit, but I'm going to try and break the wand. Okay. Just snap it.
1: Okay, so make a strength check, please. An athletics check for stick breaking.
3: Oh, good. That hasn't become a terrible stat. Uh, Wait, you said athletics? Yeah,
1: athletics, please. Okay. You have minus three, I think, to your athletics, your strength score right now.
3: I do. Um... Which puts it at a plus zero because of bard stuff. So it's an even (laughs) bard stuff. That's an even nineteen. I know what you're uh, saying. They have
1: expertise and they're trained in things
3: and they know scales
1: and it's like, well,
3: that's what was throwing me because I'm like, I have a minus two. Why is it plus zero? But yeah, bard stuff. Yeah, you got Uh,
1: expertise. Nineteen. All right. You snap the. You you, are you looking at Diane while you do this, or are you doing this like in like a rush, like you know? Is it a taunting snap, or is it like, oh my god, snap?
3: No, it's a rush. Stanley sees Talis coming for him and is like, well, maybe this will work.
1: Alright, so you he rush, and you, you take Hail you Mayer. take the wand. You're not breaking the detonator. You're breaking the wand, right? Yeah. Take the wand, and you easily snap it in two. And you have two pieces. Uh, the detonator and one half of the wand in one hand, and the wand in the other. And hope is still floating in the sphere. Shit.
3: Uh alright
1: I assume Nash told you this happened in a movie and it worked in that movie and you believed him and then you're like I'm never listening to Nash again <laughs> <laughs> such That such happened off, like off camera
3: <laughs> I don't know I tried to spell in the bubble that didn't work So maybe the magic was in the wand I think there was a logic there but yeah
1: I get the logic Just magic items tend not to be so breakable in that way.
3: That's a good point, actually. Uh, okay. The only thing left, I guess, is a bonus action we're going to try and fly diplomacy into Talis's back while he's floating there. Sure. Let's make your attack roll, please. Oh, that's not good. It's a 14 hit.
1: Alright, so... It's like as though he has eyes in the back of the head. He floats harmlessly to the side a bit, and the sword passes through, uh, you know, in, through air, and then he floats back into place. Evil smile upon his face. It's the look of inevitability.
3: Yeah, I think that's it. I think that's all I got.
1: Nash, you're up. All right.
0: Can't move, right?
1: You can't move, you're restrained. Uh, at the end of your turn, you can make a strength check, but at the end of it. So
0: Okay. Um.
1: Your movement is zero, and your arms are not free for gestures for spells. It's the worst dragon moment ever.
0: Can I, uh, I want to, I guess I'll bite the, the vines, because anything I try to do damage-wise is going to hit everybody over there. Okay, so perfect. So I'll attack the vines that are holding me with bite.
1: Okay, make an attack roll. Oh, shit. Hold on.
4: I forgot to put it up. Uh, There it is, young black dragon.
0: Just want to make sure I have the stats up. Okay, here we go. Let's do, uh, I guess, to hit. Let's see, bite. And I can't claw right because my claws are... Trapped, so I can't. Uh,
1: I mean, you could probably free an arm to try and claw if you want. You're just restrained, which means your movement is zero. All right. Well, and I want to. I want to do a multi attack, which is both claw. Uh, or sorry, actually, you can, you can use your you, you can't use your. It's too difficult to use your arms freely for magical spells, but you can use verbal. Um, anyways, you want to attack it with a claw? I mean, I, if you'll let me, that and bite. Yeah, you can. You'll have to do it with disadvantage, but you can do it. Let me think,
0: though. Maybe I should just do bite without... uh, No disadvantage on bite, though, right? Not at the moment. (laughs) Well, how does... I mean, can I even do that with a multi-attack? Because it's...
1: Yeah, so just act what your character would do. Don't think too strategically. Okay. Well, I'm going to bite is what I'm going to do. Okay.
0: So here's for hit. Uh, 20. Dirty 20. Okay, perfect.
1: It's a hit to really damage dice. Okay. What'd I do?
0: Bite? Did I say bite? Yeah, bite.
1: You said bite.
0: 2d10 plus four. Here we go. 2d10. Oops, come on, mouse. D10 plus four. All right, here we go. That is a total of 14 points
1: of damage. Okay, you do 14 points of damage, and you saw through the vine (laughs) as you bite it off, and then as you bite it, more vines grow up and wrap themselves around your mouth, and then also vines rush up and cover the one you just bit. New, fresh vine covers that area.
0: That is some bullshit. Um, really? Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Frick. Alright.
0: Alright. There's nothing else I can do, so that's my turn.
1: All right, make your end-of-turn strength saving throw, please. Okay. <laughs> An eight. Mm, you can't break free yet. Varel, you're up. You see the dragon, Nash, struggling with his vines, biting ferociously. They seem to grow back as he tries to rip them off.
0: Oh, I screwed up. I have plus four to the dragon. So... Okay. What was the roll 10, then? 11, 12. would have been 12. Still problem. Same result. Okay, same yeah.
1: result. So Varella, you notice that the dragon's trying to uh, uh, to escape it, and you yourself are also covered in the same vines that have rushed up from the ground and are anchoring you in
5: place. Underneath Omnom.
1: Yes, yeah, you're in a very uncomfortable and intimate situation with Omnom currently.
5: Is it so intimate I could access his lizard pocket he used <laughs> earlier? Very intimate. I think so. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. Then I would like to take advantage of a technicality. Mm-hmm. I cannot cast spells or concentrate on spells while raging. But the Necklace of Fireballs means I can throw it, and I don't actually cast anything. So I would like to retrieve the Necklace of Fireballs from Omnom's pocket and unleash it on Diantalis. Okay.
1: Okay. <laughs> Wait, are you throwing the whole necklace or are you removing the whole one necklace?
5: I wouldn't know about no beads thing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so I've got to uh, So speaking of technicalities, I just need to look up a thing. It'll be real quick. So I like this move, but it hinges on the results. So let me find uh let me find the answer to your question. This question I have for myself. I'm asking D&D Beyond. what does it tell you
0: what does Dean Debion say
4: Mm.
1: alright so uh, perfect So, so you're throwing the whole necklace right a whole kebab make an attack roll please
5: it is a spell item So it automatically reaches its trajectory, I believe. But if this is a circumstance.
1: I understand. But, uh, well, are you committing to the action or no? I'll need your commitment before I give you the rest of this information.
5: The problem being that Varel's dexterity is not good and I'm surrounded by friends. So I'm hoping for an edge kind of targeting location.
1: I understand. Okay, so we're going to count this as having happened, because you pretty much committed to it and flourished and everything else. That's a card laid. Um, you're not attuned to the item, so you're going to throw it at Talis. Oh, no. I need an attack roll, please.
3: Okay.
4: That's, that's
3: going to be great. <laughs> Sorry. I'm, I'm like, mm, I don't know if you can
4: just pick them up and fire them. It
1: is a
3: 6. I thought that was a great idea. Even though I think it was going to get me killed, I liked it.
1: All right, so you take the necklace of fireballs. A hand emerges from the pile of lizard folk and vines, and it goes to throw it. You know when you throw something, and it's supposed to go one direction, but it goes 90 degrees to the right or something? It's so bad of a throw. It just flings out to the the right in the absolute wrong direction. (laughs) And, uh, you know, it lands... uh, I don't have a great token for it, so let me just put uh, this deer here. Yeah, why not a deer?
5: Yeah, necklace have, of fireballs, Deer. I just deers, don't have a necklace token. basically Sorry.
3: the same thing.
5: It is not an attune required item. Is it not? No, it is a wondrous item of no attunement in, really? in my inventory, looking it up.
1: That's what I was looking up, and I I oh, made no. a call. But if we're gonna say that's no, it's not an. Dead. A, I mean, my, right. my
5: dexterity throw is still crud.
1: Because I see the logic in that it's not an attunable item. Like that's why I was like a little curious because most items require attunement like that, right? Um. Hmm. <laughs> Alright, I
2: found it on D and D Beyond, and it simply says you can use an action to detach a bead and throw it. But I'm not yeah
1: about it. That's, that's what it says here too. That, that's why I was like it was silent on the issue, but I think attunement yeah. is, is required for any magic items.
3: I added it for fun. It does not. Uh, it does not require attunement. But
1: I mean, d- it, does, yeah, it does. It does say some magic items require attunement, so we're not talking about a hundred percent thing here. So that's. I think that might be the exception for this spell because it's cool. You can just detach them and throw them like grenades. So I am. I think we must have talked about this in the past too, right? I mean,
3: were we gave exp- it to Omn. They were, Omna, they were, they, sure they were
1: explosive, and we were worried about them. And he had them in his, you know, penis hole, and like, you know, Wait, is that the pocket? Well, no, Orp did. Sorry, that's where that's where oh, this, okay. is, oh. this item was first found. Was in the urethra,
5: <laughs> right? <laughs> So long ago. Uh, so long. a
1: Massive urethra. Um, so <laughs> I played bass for them in high school.
0: Massive urethra. Um, <laughs> yeah. All
1: right. Anyways, I got to stop this. Um, I'm going to make a ruling because my memory tells me that these are meant to be explosives. And we're going to walk this all back. And you, you clutch the whole clutch of fireballs and you're throwing them in his direction. Yes. Okay. Then let's have this happen. I don't know that they I don't know that they require attunement. That's what I, th- I and I don't think we played with it that way. so I'm gonna walk that well, back. Also, can key. I
2: throw in this little tidbit here? It says when you throw the whole necklace as one action, uh-huh. you get the level of fireball by one for each bead beyond the first.
1: Thank you. Oh, There's shit. our answer. Thank you. Oh,
2: <laughs> that's amazing. You
1: figured it out. We're
2: gonna do this. Let's make it glorious.
1: We're gonna do this. uh how many beads were left? I don't remember five, I think.
5: Uh, anyway, I don't know it says I one
1: plus this damn necklace I forgot about it when I brought Omnom back I don't know where my note is on this fireball necklace I, like, I forgot about it entirely I think there was five I don't think you've cast a single one on there I think it's a fully no, loaded we, f-
3: didn't. we got it and we gave it to Omnom almost immediately because we got it after Orp died okay
1: yeah that sounds about right alright we right, we're gonna. it's either five or seven I think it's five.
3: That sounds right to me. We're going to do five. Someone who's in the blast radius, we should
1: go five. All right. So that means you add a level for every bead on there. So instead of a third level spell, it's an eighth level fireball. Is that right? Uh,
2: Yes. Increase the level of fireball by one for each bead beyond the first.
1: Beyond the first. So that would be four plus three is seven. Um, Nash, how many dice is a seventh level fireball? Do you know?
0: Uh, seventh level.
1: Yeah, uh, Pharrell's going to need it. He's making a big fireball. I don't know. <laughs> um, hold on, I can tell you. Real we're quick. working on it. It's going to take you know thirty minutes, but we're going to get there.
0: Uh, let's see. When you cast the spell, you're using a spell. And I,
1: okay, I think so it's one d six uh,
0: for each slot above third. It, we're at six, so. Uh, right now. Hold on. Where is it? Where the hell is the damage? Oh, eleven d six. So twelve. So D6. it's
3: eight d six by default. Uh-huh. That's at third level. Each fourth, starting at fourth level, it's an additional d six. What yeah. did we decide it was?
0: So right now, or sorry, uh, and it enough. would be twelve d six total at level seven. It's eleven d six at level six. Oh no! Okay. No, I'm sorry
1: that's level 12 that's totally so weird. what does the text say it says add, add 2d6 for each level or
0: something yeah like that? everything
3: passed it fourth. adds okay this is what it says but it says when you cast the spell using a spell slot of fourth level or higher the damage increases by 1d6 for each slot above third level oh yeah.
1: easy 76 then so it's
3: okay. the
0: same yeah, sorry yeah. i'm it's, looking at the wrong number that's right 76 is correct
3: so it's 13d6 total
1: uh oh, oh was 1d6. Of, okay, I gotta read this myself now. I'm super all over the place. <laughs> I'm, I'm so like, sorry, everybody. It's okay. It's okay. We're arriving at the right answer is part of the fun. This is the meat.
3: Oh, you them. know what? I can. It's 11d6 at sixth level. So if we're doing seventh, it would be 12. Yeah, just, 12d6. Okay. Yeah. yeah,
0: that's what. Didn't I say that? Um, I thought I was
1: wrong, but I, I said that the first time. Yeah, you might have said a lot of numbers were thrown, a lot of things were said. There were feelings. <laughs> Things happened,
2: it has been hurt. I think we're recovering yeah. now. Yeah. So, we keep open. Community? Is it able
1: yeah. to
3: exceed six level though? Is that
1: possible? uh, well, the, the, the necklace can human the necklace,
3: limitation?
1: The necklace can because it has the beads to do it, uh, so to speak. So, um, 12d6. Uh, I'm gonna need to make a dexterity saving throw. I have one final question because I'm bringing it up in front of me here. It's a 20 foot area, is that right? 20-foot radius, so 40 feet. Okay. And you're centering it on Talis uh, sir?
5: That depends on if you would let me aim it, you know, above him, further out by him, you know, get it away from... 30, 40. Yeah, I mean,
1: you, you can shoot it somewhere in your vicinity quite easily. If you're shooting it out more than 20 feet, you'll have to make a skill check because you are... You know, Omnom's lying on top of you. You're sort of peering around his body to make the shot. Uh, you don't have a good vision very far from you. So if you're firing it more than 20 feet away, uh, it'll require an acrobatics check, which could mean that you throw it in a direction you
5: don't intend to. Yeah, let's go. Uh, shoot, that's going to be only. Omnom's physically on top of me, right? Yeah. Okay. Wait, hang on. Oh, Stanley, you poor bastard. Okay, never mind. Uh, everyone inside my aura has protection or uh, resistance to fire. So Omnom, is, he's going to be okay, ideally. Thank you. But okay. Stanley is just barely outside the range. So we oh. need to make sure that Stanley is okay. So let's go with, like, can you drop me a fireball here? Hang on,
1: I'm just making a 20-foot... It's supposed to be 40-foot centered on a square, which is really hard to do, but okay. I'm going to increase it to nine. There we go. So that would be the center of the fireball there.
5: And Stanley would be hit by the edge of it there. Yes. Okay, let's uh... he's on a ledge.
1: Yeah, but he's standing right on the ledge. The flame will will hug his face.
5: So even if (laughs) I detonated it at the bottom of the ledge, it wouldn't like flame straight up past it? Yeah,
1: this is a crazy ass fireball.
5: Okay, okay. Everything uh. gets touched. Poop. And that would leave Nash getting hit. Yeah, but, but remember
0: I've
4: got
2: my dragon. own
0: I've got my own health pool. That's yeah. right. So I Okay. Yeah.
1: Wait, is Varel really think about this stuff or does he just take a weapon and throw it at the bad guy? Yeah. Uh. This is very strategic.
5: Yeah, no, it is, and I'm in a rage too. Yeah, rage too. Uh, I, cool. <laughs> I think you <laughs> yeah. did it. No, I think you did it. I think you did it.
3: Yeah, realistically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, I did. I, I, right, I'm trying to okay. tell you how to play your character, but there's a sense of that. I throw it at the guy. That's what I do. That's what I do. Yep. And we had all this, co- and I'm like, no, you can't. You can't think about it
4: now. <laughs> we're, okay,
1: we're, we've, we've we've descended. Uh, into Wonderland. All right. All, right. Um, All right. So you fired at Diane talus What's my DC save, please? Uh, the nec-
5: the- yeah, the necklace, I believe, the necklace has the says- save itself. Yeah, I'm just looking it up. Here. 15.
1: I have so many tabs. Sorry, that's why it's hard. 15? Okay. Yep. On dexterity. Okay. All right. That's a save from Diane talus Bummer. Um,
3: okay. I gotta roll a deck save, right? Yep. Hope you're right. safe. We uh, rely on physical dice for a roll this important for real and Omnom are you in the blast too, although I guess
1: are you immune yet to fire or no?
5: I am not immune, but I can still make a save and then reduce the save yeah, further. So you need to make one to an Omnom as well. But I'm restrained, correct?
1: You are restrained.
3: Which I think I am means... going to use my DM inspiration. Oh yeah. Okay. Still because have my first save was a one.
1: Oh, that's a good time to use your inspiration.
4: <laughs> Let's
1: Ones are not auto-failures, right. and only for attack rolls. So this is a saving throw.
3: 24 would be the dex save.
1: Wow, that's a big spread. Okay, Stanley saves, uh, Omnum saves, Dientalus saves.
5: 11 for Varel.
1: Uh, you fail. Okay, so roll your 12d6 damage dice, please. (laughs)
5: There we go. The dice are out. They look glorious. 42.
1: Oh, my God. All right, so that's 24 damage for Omnom Dying Talus.
5: Reduced by half further for Omnom because he's in my range.
1: Okay, so he takes 12. Talis takes 24. Stanley doesn't get reduced, right? He's not in your range of He's your... N- not in range. range. So I take right,
3: 24 so is the half damage You on take that? 48. Oh, I take 48? Well, he, he passed. Oh, you passed. I passed so my, 24. Yeah. 42. Yeah, 24.
5: 42 is the number. Where'd we get 24?
3: Yeah, I heard 24. 24 is 24.
5: half of your original number of uh, 48. Oh, uh, it's 42. Did I say 48? Oh, That'd be my sorry. Right.
1: That's 21 for everyone then. Maybe cool. I misheard. Oh my god. <laughs>
5: The math <laughs> is insane. So right, I so take, it? I yeah. take twenty one, having failed but still having resistance.
1: Gotcha. Umnum takes ten. You take twenty one. Stanley takes twenty one. Dallas takes twenty one. Everyone takes twenty one.
5: <laughs> Do I though? Eviscerate the vines.
1: Um. Mm. Oh, good question. Uh, let's see here. The fire... Uh, yes, you do. The fire uh, also blasts all the vines in the vicinity, freeing Forel and Omnom. Uh, yeah, you're free to move. Fabulous. Then I would like to
5: use my movement to stand.
1: Yeah, you have to get Omnom on... on- up from off of you, so it'll cost half your movement to stand up. But if you need to get Omnom off now, <laughs> phrasing. Uh, if you if you need to get him off now, you'll have to make a uh, you know have to push him or skill check. But I believe you use your action, so I don't know what other options you have.
5: Okay, so I'm trapped under Omnom temporarily until his. Yeah, it's just over. not
1: it's not easy to get up. You can burn all of your movement to get up now.
5: Oh, I'd like to do that. Yes, yeah. I, I want to stand.
1: Yeah, I'll give you the full move so you can just push him off, stand up, but you
5: have no movement.
1: Cool. Perfect. Cool. Alright, you're standing, no longer restrained.
5: Four damage. Four damage <clears> to Diantalis <throat> from flame burst and two to Omnom.
1: Okay, four damage to, to Diantalis.
5: To wait, wait, right. wait, 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 wait. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, okay, I, I will I will surrender my turn Go. I'm done. Alright,
1: hang on. Who else gets flame blasted?
5: Uh Om-Nom. Omnom for two.
1: Omnom for two. Okay.
5: Perfect. Um Diantalis
1: uh or no the for Burrell stands up. Uh, Omnom also stands up freed from the vines and he makes another lunging strike with his claws at Dientalus. Alright, this time he hits, but his hands whoosh wish through Dientalus. Attacks again and misses on the second strike. Um, Omnom looks frustrated as he says like, as he whoosh, whoosh, lunges forward and swipes through the ghost. Hope, uh, it's your turn. Uh, if you want to make a roll for a number of grenades, detached, but it'll be real quick. So, unless you have any new ideas for me.
2: Nope, still going at it. Uh, uh, roll a one. <laughs> a natty one.
1: Oh, shit. Uh, the deton- <laughs> the, 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 disarming the bomb goes badly, and it detonates yet again. Make a saving throw, please.
2: Wisdom, correct? Yes, please. 13.
1: Okay, this time the effects of the grenade take hold. Actually, no, 13 was a pass last time, wasn't it? I don't have the number up in front of me. Um. yeah no this is fine you're blinded uh, again you could you're back to being blinded and disoriented and you drop another one in there so while the fighting's going on another flash occurs <laughs> inside the sphere that hope is floating in <laughs>
2: no one's gonna kill me I'm gonna kill me <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right and then it's Diantalus's turn um, okay now I've got to get Diantalus's sheet up for his move what's his next move What's your next move, Diane Talis. All right. He, lo- he looks up. Uh, he sees that you've quickly freed yourself from, from, like, without having made it back to his turn so that he can deal with Stanley. Uh, he's tried to hel- hold everyone in place, sees that you've already launched a fire, <laughs> a necklace of fireballs at him, and he's looking ragged at you. And this time he turns to you, Varel, and he raises up both hands. And he goes,
4: Die! Die
1: lightning a necrotic lightning spews forth from his fingers as he rails you with chain lightning make a dexterity saving throw please and Stanley and Omnom as well make dexterity saving throws
3: well I need to stop using DNT beyonds dice roller 11 for me.
1: <laughs> it's done that dice is done.
3: Yep, I think I think their system is done. Right.
1: 16. 16. Okay. And for omnum or all right, all failures. All um, right,
4: we're going. i here. Oh, so, sorry, one more. Any more
3: I can't find my defense, sorry. It's just in the bowl of dice. Somewhere. Here we go. The dice rolls have not been good today. Well, these ones are in your favor for sure. I rolled three runs on damage dice so far. Okay, as long as bows are bad, too.
1: Yeah. That's four, eight, two. More. Sorry, math. That's four. That's eight. Seven, that's Twelve. Nine and eight is uh, 17. Okay. Carry the one. Alright. You all take 45 lightning damage. Or sorry, necrotic damage. Uh so Stanley, uh, Omnom and Varel take 45 lightning damage as he reaches out and he goes. <gasps> and as he like does it, he's also like, he's shooting you, and he's like. Like he's trying to force you into the ground, he's just like, like, just lay off him while he does his thing with Stanley. So it's like swatting a gnat away as he focuses, particularly on Burrell, just like some Donald Duck energy there.
3: I <laughs> know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, perfect. Uh, that is Diane turn. Oh, and okay, as he does that, the ground shakes. At the end of his turn, and you hear a loud voice echoes throughout the room. And then you hear, him. and um, and then you hear. It. As the fireball goes out and the smoke begins to clear and the mushrooms are all on fire so there's a smoke billowing in the center room. You hear it. And a a large shadow crawls out from in behind up above the ledge. You notice towards the back there's this darkened area. It's mostly mushrooms in the back but there's this darkened area where perhaps there's a cave deeper down. And from this cave entrance you see two large columns of sort of smoke whoo, billow out and then large sort of glowing eyes with the light of the explosion of what's happening. Lizard like eyes glaring back from the darkness. <sighs> Shit. Um, Seems that brings of. us to Stanley's turn and it's coming from behind you, Stanley, this, very large sound that echoes throughout the entire room.
3: Mm. All right. Uh, diplomacy, I believe, at this turn would return to my hand. I think I got okay. that right. Yeah. Um, so I would put the megaphone away, retrieve diplomacy. The wand and the detonator seem to be a bust. Hmm. I would just strike out at Diantalis with a green flame blade strike with diplomacy. That's about all I got
4: okay
3: nope thirteen to hit
1: <laughs> thirteen hit you missed okay all right anything else you'd like to do with your turn that's it all right um Nash is your turn okay you're still tangled in in vines <sighs> roll 20 just died on me um
0: so I'm kind of impotent at the moment hmm Nash not me
4: I'm fine um.
0: I'm not gonna I mean I already know what I can't if, if I chew again I'm screwed so I'm just or just go back so I'm gonna just do the roll as this at the end of my turn I'll, I'll end my turn let's do the roll okay strength roll right
1: yeah okay uh 17 Okay, 17. It is uh, a failure. You're still <laughs> stuck. Shit.
0: What a waste... What a piece of garbage waste dragon. Nightmare <laughs> I am over there. <laughs> All right. I There's nothing else to do. I'll just do a big...
4: Burr!
0: kind of sound, and then that's my turn.
1: All um, right. Varel, it's your turn.
5: All right. I am standing... I would like to use my bonus action, rather than flame bursting, to use the Eye of Grozil to look at him for weaknesses.
1: Ah, perfect. I like this. Alright, uh, is there a roll necessary for this? It's been a while since I've seen
5: the item. Yeah, <sighs> it is. let's see. Savagery, we got the... Grozil Savagery? No, not quite. Let's see. Let's, Hold on. Uh, hang on. It's been a while I uh,
1: have Grosgill watches opponents for opportunities to dominate them as bonus action. you can target a creature and immediately learn one of its vulnerable types if it has any. Okay perfect If it has more than one, you can be- repeat it and if there's none, you get advantage. All right so let me reveal to you a vulnerability. Um, so you happen to notice during the fight that in one of the initial attacks the destructive wave you know had thunderous effects and radiant holy effects. Not magic you've seen very much, but has you know white wisps and searing, searing the searing hot whiteness to it that you can't match with your own flames. That seem to be particularly effective against the form of Talos. So radiant damage is vulnerability.
5: Okay. Alright, so I uh roleplay wise, I give a little Ooh, throw my elbows back behind my shoulders push out the eye, it looks at it and I just yell, RADIANCE! and then mm. go about my next attack
1: Alright, and as you look upon it with your eye the eye grows angry and you feel that there's like this separate cloud of anger inside your chest that's separate from who you are and you know that Grosjeel has locked in on killing this this thing. Sweet
5: I agree, Grosjeel. If,
1: if you do not fight it, you'll suffer a discordance with your artifact at this point.
5: I have no such goals in mind hmm I will free of the vines engage with Diantalis. And you said he's looking a little a little rough, right? A little, a little, a
1: little, uh, you've done you've dealt 104 damage to date against him.
4: Uh, how we, That's how
1: unmodified then? from any resistances. That's just the amount of your damage rolls so far against him. Hmm.
5: Let's get reckless. Okay. Let's get reckless. All right, first reckless attack, rolling out. It is a 21. Okay, that's a hit. All right. Hook up that Diantalus with a custom-made, just for him, 19... 22 points of fire damage.
1: Okay, perfect.
5: Second attack, rolling out. Mm-hmm. 1827.
1: That's a hit as well? Oh, is it, that's a damage or attack
5: roll, sorry? That's the attack for the second attack. That was yeah, that's a hit as well, yeah. That'll be... 11, 16... 19... 19 points of fire damage.
1: Okay, perfect. 19 points of fire damage. All right, you assault him twice, and he doesn't seem to be fearful of your attacks because he keeps thinking they're going to be physical but as you keep connecting with him with your flame blade it, it, it sears him and it definitely slices away parts of his ethereal flesh but it appears to grow back at the same time he looks at you with great irritation I'm done okay Perfectly. Uh, perf- uh, Sorry, perfect. Um, Perfectly. Omnom, um, you go to see his, if he'd join you in the fight, and you look back and find that, well, there's only two stumps of feet left where he is. <laughs> oh, the, ch-
5: <laughs> the chain lightning destroyed him? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, no. Him,
0: oh, let's have a moment here. Damn! He
3: truly was the wharf of this show. <laughs> <laughs> At well, least it. we got the necklace
5: of fireballs. Man, brutal. All
1: right, Hope, you're All up. Right.
2: Okay, seeing that Stanley took the detonator and everything, she's going to stop trying to um, take apart the grenades, and she's going to take out her dagger and start stabbing at the bubble.
1: Okay, uh, make an attack roll, or, yeah, you're attacking it. Make a make couple attack rolls.
2: First one is a 22.
1: You hit, and it seems impervious to your knife. Don't bother, you don't have to bother rolling damage. It does nothing.
2: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
4: I said that yeah. with such uh, sadness she'll start, in her voice.
2: She'll, she clearly cusses loudly inside the bubble, though nothing, no sound mm-hmm. escapes. And then she'll go back to the grenades.
1: Perfect. All right. Um, that brings us to y- back to Dian who again it, occupied with Varel all the aggros on Varel t- uh, turns to face you Varel and then brings the scythe back into his hand and begins whoosh, swiping whoosh, once through your body 19. Are you have any extended AC or are you vulnerable? Nope. Yeah. That is a hit. Alright, 10 points of necrotic damage and make your wisdom saving throw, please.
5: I'm great at these! Eight.
1: Uh, <laughs> you have my, permanent minus one strength and dexterity.
0: That scythe sucks.
1: He brings the scythe in again for another swing, uh, this time 17, so that's a miss for you, right? Correct. Okay, even with the lowered dex...
5: Uh, that's a good
1: question I think it's like your AC is your deck 10 plus your dex modifier so if it change your dex modifier it'll change your AC by one for your baseline dex hmm this isn't
5: updating correctly I need to go into okay. Uh, what's editing. your base
1: dex what's your base dexterity 18. So plus Wait, three.
3: Oh, hang on. Barbarians might get it from their strength.
1: Oh, uh, you're right. Or no, they have unarmored defenses. So I think they just get 13. Like I think they actually get more baseline.
3: Oh, that's just for
5: the <laughs> AC part. No, okay. It looks like it's working now. Oh, if you
1: click on AC, it tells you uh,
5: 10 okay, armor. My AC is 17 now. Yeah, you get plus two dexterity bonus
1: and then a plus four unarmored bonus. I think that's from your class and then plus two shield, the Eye of Grozil. So uh, if your dexterity goes from 12 from 14 to 13, you still have plus two, so it doesn't change your AC. So this doesn't hit. Cool. Okay, cool. We figured it out. And that one doesn't hit as well. So he brings the scythe in again twice. Whoosh, whoosh. And this time you as well are able to duck and maneuver around it as the large scythe swings come towards you. And as he floats down, he stands on the ground. He swings towards you. He's trying to combat you. Uh, Stanley, you hear from the back again. <sighs> And from the, from the back, a large beast comes, a large black dragon comes flying out from the, black, from the back of the room, whoo, 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 circling around. Um, you'll need to make a dexterity saving throw as he's traveling in your direction. If you'd like to get out of the way.
3: Yeah, to everyone. Try to get out of the way of that. Finally, a good roll.
1: Yes, uh, Uh, hope can't do this. um, But uh, you know, Stanley's the only one in the way. You guys are down on lower ground. He's not necessarily rushing anybody down below. Just Stanley. uh, Twenty-six. Okay, so move yourself ten feet in a position that you want to move.
3: Okay, if he's coming from back there. Probably, is Hope's bubble off the ground with diving? It, it is off the ground. Because I would probably, yeah we'd probably dive that way.
1: Okay, perfect. Although I so think that
3: gives Diantalus an opportunity. To...
1: As it flies through, uh, Hope, it bumps, it bumps your bubble, and your bubble floats out, hits this thing like a pinball, bing, and then you kind of float, uh bing, over here, and then that makes you float, bing, over here, and then you go, bing, over here, and then you go bing to the back of the wall over here, and then you go bing to another part of the wall, and then you end up above Dillonoria. bing over here, and then bing over here, bing, bing. And now you're in this bubble in this small area up to the top, and your bubble's just going bing, 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 bing. It's making a really loud noise. and Actually, it's not making any noise. You can't hear any of this. But you're just now sort of floating, and also you're floating upside down. Like It doesn't just move so that you're up. It's a sphere so you're also kind of tumble drying like you're in a drying machine <laughs> so the whole thing's going nuts as you the sphere is bouncing all over the room as it's like bring 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 and everyone can see it okay, happening Um the, dragon... the worst part <laughs> <laughs> so you're just floating around the room helplessly like a pinball
4: so
1: <laughs> oh the barf yeah <laughs> oh that's a good call make a constitution saving throw please I didn't think of it, but you thought of it, so this is great.
2: 25.
1: Okay, so no vomitus in the no sphere. No
2: vomit today.
1: All right. Um, the dragon flies out, whoosh, and it lands on top of Diantalis, gripping him in his claws, and it drags him across the dirt. Whoosh, over here, and the dragon... Like is takes it and he's like he can grab onto the ghost. It's really weird. And he's taking it, and he's going, kabam, 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 kabam with his eyes like kabam, kabam, kabam. And then he holds it and he goes like this. He goes, Kah! and he blows fire like, trying to just completely extinguish the ghost, like it's some sort of like some sort of feral animal trying to kill like a little beaver or something like that. Just you know, like a lion mangling the crap out of some little creatures, just trying to absolutely destroy it. And you can't see anything at this point as the dragon's corpse uh, has covered everything except for the light of the fire as he shoots it out and the banging, bang, bang, bang. And then uh, there's a reaction and you you see electricity. (laughs) Cover the dragon (laughs) form. And the dragon's form like... And then a large opening opens up in the top of the dragon and this wave of blood fires out and, and finally like the dragon slumps over and, and stops the electricity and, and Dientalus' body emerges, gripping like his chest and leaning against a rock panting and he looks at you Stanley sooner or later you'll run out of friends and we'll finish this discussion then do you say anything or react in any way?
3: No, Stanley's too hurt. He's, he barely even recognizes what just happened.
1: So then Diantal is holding the shape, floats back into the wall and disappears. <sighs> Combat is over. What do the vines do now? The vines let go. The magic is rendered ineffective, and they slowly slurp back. Uh, They they fall limp to the ground. (laughs) All right. I'm staying in dragon form for now. You hear large, loud panting coming from the sudden dragon that emerged from the rear of the cavern. (sighs) Nash, uh, a curious thing begins to overcome you. In dragon form, you begin to feel a wave of anxiety wash over your body. You feel like you think everyone's out to kill you. Everybody in the room? Just the whole world. The whole world you have this out feeling of the walls caving in and you start to get very scared. And it's not because your thoughts are like that, but you feel adrenaline enter into your dragon body, just dumpster right into your system. You're ready to fight. You feel flames rise from your throat. And as much as you try to hold them down, you can't hold the flames down. And then you can't help it. You explode in a ball of fire I need the whole room But hope uh, to make Dexterity
5: saving throw please Wouldn't be the first time
3: <laughs> He's always Exploding
0: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say This feels familiar
3: uh, Dexterity save <laughs> is a 23 Okay 11
1: Alright Uh <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, like, whatever. I'm going to resist it anyways. <laughs> uh, 9, 19, 22 points of fire damage uh, that you both can split in half for 11.
3: Stanley cool. is down.
1: Okay. And not only that, but as soon as that happens, uh, Nash, you also are feel like vomiting fire as well. Make a constitution saving throw, please. Okay.
0: Oh, wait, let me check. Stats plus three. All right. Oh,
1: geez. Twelve. Okay, Shit. you belch out fire. How much does your uh, fire attack do again? Uh, fire attack does. Uh, here it is. Acid breath, which is... I'm, w- w- oh, I'm reading the seven. wrong one. That's right. Okay, 12d8 acid damage in a line. All right. And we're going to pick a random line here. So just Wait a second! Isn't it just eleven d eight? Why is it twelve? Oh, maybe it's eleven d eight. Should be Sorry. eleven. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think of the. And it's a ten foot line or fifteen foot line? It says a five foot wide thirty foot line. Perfect. Thank you. Okay. So, uh, I'll do it from here. So, right in Varel's direction, you're going to shoot acid. Varel, uh, make a uh, make another saving throw, please. Dexterity
0: never regretted dragon form as much as I am today. Holy shit.
1: (laughs)
5: Sixteen.
1: Alright, you fail that throw. And I'm going to roll the damage for this as well, please. Sorry, we're almost done with all this business. Mm -hmm. You take 30 acid damage. Alright. As Nash uncontrollably just goes, (gasps) God! And flame, and you're covered in flames and acid as he explodes and belches flames, and then um, Nash, your consciousness shifts, and I need the rest of the players to remove their headphones for two or three minutes, please. Oh man! All right. As your body is uncontrollably like exploding with fire and breathing out fire. Your mind becomes overwhelmed with thought. And you fall in, your head just slips down and goes, your head falls down onto the ground and your thought slips into this place that you've been before. Do you remember back in Tiet when we started the second leg of the campaign and you were nothing but a floating heart? I do. Floating through fire and dust. Yeah. And a voice told you, on earth, was the secret to your destiny and you have that same feeling right now as the fires flame up around you and you're again back you're just a heart floating through space floating through fire space just fire everywhere and finally a voice calls out to you and says
4: mother mother you found me mother Mother! Release my mother!
1: Alright, we can headphones back on, please. (laughs) Alright, Nash is unconscious uh, in dragon form before you. His head just sort of slumped down. (sighs) Uh, Stanley has fallen to zero hit points and will need immediate recovery if you can. And hope is bouncing around somewhere in the cave.
5: Omnom is dead.
3: (laughs) No pressure, Borel. You're on your own.
5: What's the state of the dragon that flew in?
1: Uh, He's in a slump, and you just hear... hear The sounds of a dying animal. This is another Nash. I'm going to shit myself. (laughs) It can't be... (laughs)
5: Do they look similar? Looking at the two, I mean, they're both. Like they both dragons. look
1: like black dragons, but you haven't got a good look at the other one. It was just this big black thing that flew in and ravaged Dientalus, and Dientalus took off. All right, well, I will... whatever whatever Daintalis did in response to harm it has done a very effective job. You see smoke and steam billowing off this dragon as it,
5: <gasps>
1: but his face is to the wall, so you can't see his face.
5: All right, I'll exit my rage, poke my head up over the ledge. Go, Stanley, we have down companions. Stanley. <laughs> You're one of them. <laughs> and I'll climb up and see what's wrong with Stanley.
1: Uh, so, Stanley is. Um, his clothes are all black and charred from fire. <laughs> and he's lying unconscious on the ground, uh, having fallen victim to the many wounds he received, likely from Dian Talos, uh, which left no mark that you can see. But you definitely saw the, the scythe. Swipe through him several times.
5: Yeah. Okay. Well. Oh. Yeah, I, you're good at this. Um. And I'll start rifling through his bags to find a medicine kit or potions of some kind.
3: Um. Let me see. I don't know if I have one. Oh, I do have a healer's kit in there. There is a healer's kit in there.
5: Okay, does it come with
3: instructions?
1: (laughs) Do you read common?
3: I can read, yeah. I'm capable of reading. Okay. Uh, This kit is a leather pouch containing bandages, salves, and splints. The kit has ten uses. As an action, you can expend one uh, use of the kit to stabilize a creature that has zero hit points without needing to make a wisdom medicine check. Uh, so
1: it's a freebie as long as you know how to use it
5: okay but it doesn't say i need uh requirements of knowledge or something or training
1: no an unskilled person can use the the medicine kit
5: all right well i would certainly use more than one use i would lather that slab on i would
1: To use the whole kit then is that the deal all ten uh, uses.
5: If, <laughs> if, if it's like a bottle, and I'm supposed to use ten uses of the salve, it would totally all go, get dumped on him, and
3: then like rubbed aggressively. All right. Mar- and Mark all done.
1: ten uses used. Varelle's <laughs> used all of them. Hey,
3: that's easy to track because they don't have a good way to track how many uses. So <laughs> easy enough. He used the whole thing.
1: Yeah.
3: All right. All right. I put right, my. So you're, not, you're
1: the... now stable, and you don't need to make death saving throws. Not that we started. But...
5: Okay. All right. So now that he's okay,
1: and you're. Oh, you got zero HP. So that doesn't bring you to one. You still have to rest now. So, right? Yeah. It just stabilizes you. Yeah. So he's unconscious but alive. Okay. I think it's one HP, but I think it's unconscious. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Bring him up to one HP and unconscious. That makes more sense, actually. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, Varel, it's your show. Okay. Perfect.
5: Hope, are you well?
1: Can you hear hope, me in the orb? I hope you can't hear that. Uh, I'll, I'll. So you see an orb bouncing around like a pinball throughout the cavern up top, just sort of floating around. And she's um, she's in there, like, trying to be stable, but the sphere is rolling around and tumbling her along with it. So she's in a nightmare world of her own right now. It's full of grenades in there.
5: Okay. Uh, I will give her two thumbs up as I pass. And... uh, Nash. Nash. I will go to Nash. Mm-hmm. I would like to, since he aimed at me, his face would be facing Stanley's sleeping body. So I would like to grab his horns, his dra- black dragon horns, and turn his face sideways so it won't hit Stanley if he wakes up and breath attacks.
1: <laughs> okay. That's a good
5: so I idea. Will go, yeah. I will drag the Nash face to facing a different direction. Mm-hmm. I will go pick up the Omnom feet. Mm-hmm. And I will run over to uh Eleanorda
1: della yeah Delonoria. the Delonoria.
5: okay, it's definitely a corpse when I get there,
1: I mean it's motionless, not breathing
5: okay i will I will place the feet on it for now, so all the corpses are in a pile
4: <laughs> okay
5: and then now I'm standing by the dragon who's still breathing, yeah, okay.
1: The dragon's facing the wall. It's sort of, it, the way it rushed in to grab Diantalus, it rushed in up against the wall, smashed him on the ground, breathed fire in his face. Diantalus did something in response, and he's just lying there limp, uh, facing the wall, like, in the corner. Let me put it, yeah, his body's, like, kind of there. It's, it's facing the wall.
5: Alright, at, at a distance of, you know, still standing by Della, I will Indraconic. It's a proud, noble dragon Can you move?
1: Who who addresses me??
5: One wowed by your presence, you scared away our foe. So I fear he has done Terrible damage to you
1: <laughs> The Archfey do not belong on this plane He will continue to be a menace As
5: long as he lives here I do not doubt that Is there aid I can provide you
1: Rouse your companions.
5: Do you need aid in doing so? I fear, Great One, my friend Hope is trapped in an indestructible bubble, and I do not understand its make.
1: Can you please help me so that I may see the rest of the room? My limbs are failing me.
5: Permission to approach.
1: And there's a sort of a, a an assent given with a... that you understand to be an affirmative, yes.
5: All right, I will, less manhandily than Nash, mm-hmm. I will go over and attempt to... It's like a dragon
1: retirement home.
5: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We're going to have to roll you, okay? It's bath time, everybody. (laughs) All right, yeah, so so I will, without going for the horns, kind of prop the neck and the chin and help move the head to face the room.
1: Okay, perfect. Uh, So taking your time doing it, you move the dragon around. As you notice, this is a black dragon that you're like the form of the species you're very familiar with because you've seen Nash change into this all the time as you get close and admire the scales you see that this is indeed a great black dragon but you notice as you get more of his face as you move things around there is there's age and there's injury and there's scarring and runes all across his body where scales have been ripped off and markings have been put in uh, by people he he has the look of almost like a a bit of a laboratory rat, which you can kind of relate to uniquely yourself Pharrell. Um, and uh, and he also looks like he 's sustained a massive injury, so as you move him, there are these cuts and veiny splotches where liquid pours out, and uh you realize that very soon there 's a pool of blood. Um, forming all around his uh, the body of this dragon. As you move him and he faces the room, he says, Thank you. I will do what I can for your friends. And then his eyes glow and he says, "Irekadun And he raises a hand and blue light, like this cloudy blue light, swirls around and the mist approaches you and Stanley and Nash and restores for you. Restores for you each 73 points of health. Was I? And rousing you from any slumber or anything that you were in. So that includes you. All right. And, uh, Then he says, "There's naught I can do for your your brethren."
5: (laughs) We broke the stick that pilots are to.
1: Oh, I think he's referring to Omnom when he makes that. Oh, okay,
5: okay, okay. I thought he was looking at Hope bouncing.
1: Yeah. Well, he's referring to Omnom and the elf that's also dead. And, And hope sort of. Silently floats by, the dragon doesn't pay attention, doesn't see it.
3: Stanley will rouse and slowly, stiffly make his way down to where everybody else is.
5: Did the heal spell appear to work on himself? The dragon.
1: Uh, He didn't cast it on himself. That's okay.
5: Okay. All right. All right. If I, if I see Stanley kind of getting down I'd be like, oh, a little hand, you know Slow down, slow down Thank you, great beast This is My companion Stanley He is capable of great feats of healing I know this one He says May he tend to you He already has Ooh And this
1: one too You finally oh. You finally came to me. Nash Magart of the Solar Mines. It's
0: more like you came to me.
1: That's Dragon Voice. No. I have been summoning you for some
4: time to come and find me. Wait. How did
0: you find us here? I didn't find you here.
1: This is my dwelling for my final moments in this world. Do neither of you remember me? He looks at Nash and he looks at Stanley. The memories of the fledgling races are so
3: soft. You were the dragon in the desert, the one that was being kept in that prison.
1: Yeah. It is I, the very same.
3: So you you left and came here.
1: I followed you for a time, but you kept disappearing from my sight. I tried to reach out to Nash, your companion here,
5: who bears the mark of my mother. Who are you, Nashmack, out of the solar mines?
4: I,
0: I don't know. What mark?
1: The indistinguishable mark that identifies... Dragons from one another. An aura, a magical signature. The fledgling races are too mundane to know such things, but... I feel her presence close.
4: May I speak with her? Do you
0: know how... You have what you need to do such a thing.
1: I have nothing. It is you who bears the mark of my mother. What have you done
0: with her? I haven't done anything. I don't know how to summon
1: your mother. And yet you take her shape before me now.
0: Well... You've got to understand, when, when I was... When I found the ability to do this, it wasn't explained to me where it came from. I could just do it.
1: Care not how it happened to you. How is it that you have my mother's signature upon you? Where is this? Where? Where am I looking? And I'll start kind of
0: shuffling around and looking oh, at my so
1: chest. You know that you have a dragon metal pacemaker, right? Yeah okay is that what do you mean that would be where out of care like just that would be the piece of dragon you have on you okay but it's not visible to the outside right it isn't although you look like a dragon right now and he just said you look like his mother all right i'm gonna
0: i'm gonna act like i'm looking for my keys and just kind of look around my big dragon body like slapping around going what mark what mark you mean do you mean this heart
1: I know not what the humans of Earth have done to pervert my mother's being but her indistinguish or er, her distinct essence is upon you. I have followed you from the air for the time that I could until you disappeared and and as my life draws to a close I came here to Fay lands to fertilize this soil for future generations. But I'm glad you found me. I've been sending you messages. Uh, and you believe he's referring to the times that you lose control, turn into fire, barf all over everyone, and everything
4: else.
0: Okay.
1: Um, Would that you could be here sooner, but...
0: Well, you have to understand, that form of communication was chaotic at best. I, I didn't understand. It didn't sound like anyone looking for me. It just felt like I was having uh, some sort of fit, some sort of episode.
1: The humans who imprisoned me where you found me did things to me. And then he oh, like lifts up a wing... And you see underneath there are places where the scales have been ripped off and there are, like, demonic inscriptions carved into his flesh and scarred over. And then he lowers it back down.
4: I'm still the same being I was, but...
0: now you saying the heart that beats within my chest is your mother's? Unmistakable. Well, that is weird. What would you have me do? It's the only one I have.
1: If you would grant me this wish, that I could speak with my mother as I pass into the next journey, I have not long now. The Archfey saw to that. And he goes... And you've never heard a dragon cough before, but he goes, <coughs> No, just kidding. It's not like, It's
4: like,
1: <coughs> And then you hear blood sort of bubbling and curdling in his throat. Gross. Show me this kindness, mortal. And I will show you how to save your planet. And do what the dragon flight thousands of years ago failed to complete.
0: Um, I will glance at Stanley and go, ooh, as if like, hey, look who's going to save the world. And then I'll, um, I'll say, do what is needed. I can't but trust you. I don't know what else to do. Do you need me in this form? Would you prefer I was back to my human self?
1: I know not what the humans did to you as I know not what they did to me. Why don't you try asking her?
0: And again, she's my heart now, right? I don't know. Is she? What was her name? Kaz Desiree. Caz Desiree. All right, Nash in dragon form will very stupidly look at his chest and go. He'll like knock on it and go,
4: Cash Desiree.
0: If you're part of me, inside of me, around me, make yourself known.
1: Apparently, okay. your son is visiting. And with that, you you're, you immediately lose control of your body. And the dragon form of Nash begins floating. The wings begin f- uh, flying up. And you sort of move to like, it's very difficult in this small room, but you know when a dragon is flying vertically. So your wingspan's like this, but your body, body is upright as it begins flying. And your neck bends in and curves in to make sure it fits in. And then you expose your stomach. As you move forward, spread open, and then the sinews of your chest begin unraveling. And then your rib cage begins opening up as large, extended parts of the rib cage open up. And then your heart sort of slides out of your dragon chest. And it looks like a big, massive piece of machinery as the flesh carries it out in front of your chest and you see, like, gauges on it, you know, and you can tap on the gauge, and there's there's all these little gauges, and you see them better as the blood sort of slaws off the side, and your heart opens up as if you've opened up some power you never realized you had, and the chest opens up, and from it, an orange and golden light emanates from your heart and then projects a large spectral dragon in the same shape as you, but... And you're sort of looking at this like, holy shit, this is coming out of my chest or what. Uh, and everyone else can't <laughs> believe what they're seeing. And the, the spectral dragon settles down on top of the black dragon that you met and puts an arm across between the eyes of the dragon and it appears to scratch in between the scales. And... Yeah. It's very mammalian in nature, which um, Varel, you find confusing because this spectral dragon appears to caress and scratch the underchin and the top of the dragon in some sort of comforting mother way that is mammalian in nature and not lizard-like at all. Um, But that's what happens, and you hear the voice of the spectral dragon go, "Yoshalar," And the dragon, the spectral dragon, ignoring all of you, begins singing a lullaby to Yoshalar. It's not one I've written, so I'm not going to sing it. But I think on that note, we're going to end the show there this week. And wow. leave it at that.
0: Oh, things got weird now. I kept thinking, oh man, Nash is... Nash is going to be tied up in plants all day and it won't t- today's episode will have zip shit to do with him. Nope. And not turns out not at all. All right.
3: Well, nope. now you're black in the hot dragon. seat. Surprise.
0: Hot dragon hot dragon hot seat.
3: Black
2: Dragon. All
0: the Black Dragons, let's get this on next week and find out where the hell this goes. Uh well done. Great stuff as always dear listeners. If you like what you hear here on the show, you're encouraged to head on over to therewillbedungeons.com. And, uh, there you will find our Dungeons plus program where you can sign up and become a member. We'd love it if you did, because it helps keep the lights on and helps this show flourish and survive. Again, that's over at therewillbedungeons.com. Go check it out today. Uh, and you'll find everything else there you need as well. Uh, I think that will do it for us. Uh, what else? Not, that's it. I think that's it. We'll be back next Sunday with another episode and you'll find out what happens when you come back then. So for me, for Bo, for John, for Kyle, for Kristen, and for Baby Chunks, we'll see you next time.